What's up, motherfuckers? How you doing today? It's Jamal out here on the radio, you feel me? Up in the mix with De La Photo, The Truth, and The Step Man. Listen to shit, it's always popping, and it gets you rocking. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you from the Honeycomb Hideout. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Super Nicest, a.k.a. The Nar Mr. R, a.k.a. Not the Black Dude That You Thought I Was. This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto, Captain Culo, Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local also, that Bobby with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How, How the, the fuck, fuck did he, he get here? here? de la gente, the habitual line crosser, and the honey badger. Hey, it's Guppy. What's going on? <laughs> extra, extra. Let's keep it, keep it, keep it quiet today. I guess. <laughs> Why? What's wrong, Jake? AKA Killer Shark Productions. AKA Killer Shark. AKA. Oh, he you got guys to, are so sweet. He got the exclusive sneakers. Rocking them right now with no socks. Wink, wink. Send, sending that one out there to the universe already. Sneakers and no socks are. I wonder it, why he doesn't have socks. I don't know. Did you have an interesting evening last night, Jake? <laughs> it was a great week. It was a great week. Just jumping in. I mean, work uh-huh. Work was rough, but outside of that, like. Your brother's my, in town. My yeah. brother, the captain, got is in town. Got lost in the sauce. Um, he. No, he was he was cool. Everything's good. We, but he's here visiting, and uh, so we got some family time. We went up skiing with my son and my dad. So they all went skiing yesterday. Oh boys! And he's been hanging. And he got a he got a little brewery tour last night. Yeah, we so. yeah we did. It was yeah, cool. ten tour right. So yeah. to those yeah, guys. Shout out. Yeah, to sh- thanks to Will and uh, Melissa. Will and Melissa. Yeah, and then good like. People. Yeah, every time I do see Will, I was just like, we need to get you on the podcast, but usually I'm kind of lost in the sauce, and this time I wasn't so lost. So. Yeah, last night they, they were asking about it, so we're no, going to have them and They were sure. excited to schedule it, too. Nice. So we got to get them in. Lock it down. Let's yeah. do it. All right. Because I, I told uh, Melissa, too, I'm like, it'd be cool maybe if we could come in early before it opens and then do it, there. do it, record it there, and then we could taste all the beer, taste the wine, the coffee liqueur. I had the gin and the whiskey. Yeah. Caesar yeah. was working that angle. Whiskey's not done yet, but not done yet. We had the coffee whiskey, liqueur last night. Yeah, because oh the whiskey God. takes longer, obviously, with the oak barrels. And I that. had the gin when mm-hmm. I was in there last week yeah. or two weeks ago. Their vodka Very is good. so good, so clean, and like it's like eighteen bucks or something. Nice. It's 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 worth it. Just to go in there and learn how they make it. They have flow yeah. charts for anybody engineering or science or anything. They have flow charts. They have system flow charts that show the whole process up on the wall. So if you've ever done like, mm-hmm. if you wondered how like if stuff. you've never brewed or distilled and you wonder how it works, the process works. Yeah, they have visual aids for you, visual learners for you to, to see. Yeah. Then he, they also have like a very rare um, distilling process too. So very very only one in the world is what we were. What I think we were told. I think. It was was u.s oh okay. only one in the country i think there's like one or two other in the world wow either but way it, it exclusive cra- reno it's just some crazy engineering thing because will's a mad scientist and i don't understand half the things he says <laughs> <laughs> how was your week caesar um yeah the nine to five um whatchamacallit um other than that just chilling weather scuffing season so i'm staying in hibernating and you know a little photo work and that's it. Nice. Pretty, pretty simple. What about yours? That was good. First week back. 
I mean, it wasn't good, but <laughs> I woke up last Sunday sick, like the last day of vacation. So I had like, I was I, like Monday and Tuesday kind of sucked at work because I was feeling terrible. We had open gym for volleyball. I didn't go those first two days because I was, I just came home and slept afterwards. But besides that first week back, getting back into the routine, you know, coming in hot in 2019. Nice. How was the basketball game last night? It was great. Uh, we'll talk more about it later. Okay. Um, it turned out great. There's uh, there was one point where I was sitting in my fucking seat, and Mike was like, it was like a timeout, and like Mike was like up, he's like, this isn't going too good, and I was just like, I'm fucking furious. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously was. Just, I was like, I haven't been this yeah. mad the whole season. All the frustration of like the last yeah. few games. I'm, I'm like, I'm fucking furious. Mike was probably mad they weren't covering. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that later. All right, awesome. Before that, though, we've got special guest joining us this week. He is a multi-talented and multi-faceted artist. I met him through a mutual friend through my art show. Uh, he started coming out to spoken word poetry. He does music with me now. And... Uh, Tattoo artist. I feel he's with the Zapatistas somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> a revolutionary himself, yes. Mr. Orlando O, joins us this week. Welcome. <laughs> so, uh, Orlando, do you have any uh, any AKAs or anything you wanted to give the people? I guess uh, I go by Orlando, Orlando O, or just O. Um, all my like social media stuff's so Orlando Yak, Orlando Y A C K. Um, yeah, that pretty much sums it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, where are you from? Tell us about how'd you grow up? Where'd you from? How'd you end up in Reno? Uh, Damn. uh, All right. Origin story coming up. (laughs) I got... uh, (laughs) It's like a comic book out here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was uh, was, like born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee? Uh, Yeah, Milwaukee. Uh, Like about 13 years ago, I moved out here. Uh, Just never planned on like staying out there. It's like... Actually, when I when I grew up there, it was like the most segregated city like in the whole country. Yeah, we talked about that last week. They just changed the zoning laws like three months ago. Oh, <laughs> damn! To, for to real? like yeah. address like the uh, segre- the segregated zoning laws. Yeah. Damn, that's a trip. Damn, that's wild. Yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, it was like it was like straight up like the the whole south side of the city when I was there. I think it's a little more integrated now, but when I was there, it was like the whole south side of the city was like all the brown people, all the like so-called latin people and then all of a sudden all the north side was all the black people and all the white people like were some were like on the west side where it was like more kind of like suburban but like there really wasn't too many white people in the city as itself and then like outside of the city like in the suburbs was all the white people so brown people holding it down in the city yeah typical We in the streets like mailboxes and stop signs (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was a trip like you could like literally live on like the south side when I was growing up, and you could like never speak, like you could just speak Spanish like your whole life. Oh, dang. Parts, wow. and, like that? You, yeah, like that. Yeah. In Wisconsin? Yeah. That's like a back, that's back <laughs> in the day where they had like little Italy and little China. Yeah. Like, you know, that's like those neighborhoods, like big cities where it's just like everyone from that ethnicity they just went culture to lives together. Neighborhood, yeah. And yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, this, that was was in the, this was in the 80s and 90s? Yeah, 80s, 90s. Yo, yeah, that was the trip, man. Dude, that's wild. Mm. Uh, have you been back since or yeah i've been back i don't go back too often like i think i just fell in love with reno you know like the mountains and everything so it's kind of like hard to go back like yeah how is milwaukee how is like the the topography it's like it's flat like forest land um the great lakes are right there it's right on lake michigan it it is beautiful like in its own like it's beautiful you know what i mean it's just like 
mosquitoes in the summer like super cold in the winter you know and it's like more yeah. uh more like a city you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i kind of like a little bit more rural yeah. type area you know yeah but I, I go back visit my family and mm-hmm. stuff Last last year I was supposed to go meet up with my family and I like kind of negotiated and I like just met up with my dad in Mexico instead. I was like, <laughs> my dad was going to Mexico to go visit. I was yeah. like, hey, can I just meet you there? Yeah, yeah, I went over there instead. Or south side of Milwaukee, <laughs> <laughs> little Mexico. That's, man. that's North Mexico. It was like, yeah, it was like Mexicans and Puerto Ricans. Like it was weird when I came out here. It was like. I started meeting more like Central Americans and yeah. stuff. I didn't mm-hmm. really know too many. Yeah. And then I and then I realized I had a friend in elementary school. Her name was um her name was Joanne Gonzalez. And uh she wasn't Mexican. So like I think she she had told us like multiple times she was Guatemalan. But like we just knew like we were all we knew was Mexican and Puerto Rican. We were like, Oh, you're Puerto Rican? Like what part of Puerto Rico is that? <laughs> if, if, if you're not <laughs> Mexican, <laughs> you're Puerto Rican. Yeah, we're hella ignorant, you know, we're just little kids, man. <laughs> Like, oh, Guatemala, what part of Puerto Rico is that? <laughs> oh my god, that's and, funny. And then my girlfriend now, she's um, she's half Salvadorian, half Guatemalan, and like you know, like there's always like people talking shit back and forth, like Central Americans and Mexicans, and I yeah, fuck with her, and yeah. I'm like, she'll be like, yeah, I'm from uh, I'm from Central America. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much just like Southern Mexico and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and she just ignores uh, me though, like she's she's a. Uh, she takes wants, the high road, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, she definitely wants to hit you for sure. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, because sure. like there's a real life like Mexican, Salvadorian, like Central American beef on the streets. Well, and like people, <laughs> and then like it's people here, oh, like for real, yeah, you know, yeah, you're proud real. of where you're from. Like my friend's El Salvadorian, you know, his whole life people just call him Mexican. He's like, I'm not fucking Mexican. Like yeah, I'm El Sal- <laughs> like I'm from El Salvador. Yeah. Like you know, and like the kids of my school is the same way because mm. you know the most of them are Hispanic. A lot of them are from Central America. And like the kids who are Mexican and be like, oh, like he's Mexican. And he's like, I'm not Mexican. Like I'm Guatemalan or whatever, you know, they have pride in there, you know, yeah. just like anyone else. Anyone else. Yeah. Like if you're Italian, you don't want to be called Irish like or yeah. whatever, you know, like I don't know how it is for white <laughs> or like people. Sic- or, like, <laughs> yeah. or like Italian. I'm assuming. Italian and Sicilians, they got some beef too. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 Like my homie, like yeah. is a Sicilian. He'd be like, yeah, we're fucking Sicilian. Not like, Italian. Oh, we're Italian. Like. No, we're Sicilian. I'm like, Sicilia is or Sicily is Sicilia. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Sicilia. My cousin. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Sicily is it's not a country. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, you better you better watch yourself. It's a place though. (laughs) It is a place place, though. That's like Texans, right? What country are you from? I'm from Texas. From Texas, yeah. Well, Texas is bigger than a lot of countries anyway. So. Uh, yeah. And the thing about that, though... <laughs> make more money than most of the countries His- do. <laughs> History detour here. The thing about that, Texas was its own country. Then it begged the fucking United States to let it back in. Oh, dang. Ooh. And now they want to beg the it the United States, the United States like made it wait like six years or something. <laughs> Damn. Because they didn't even want to deal with it. They made the Too thirst paperwork. They made the thirst strong in Texas them. Texas was the the spoiled fucking brat child that runs away uh, and then has to come back home. Come back because mm. they can't make it on their own. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> mom, I need help, mom. And ironic thing for all those racist white people, most people in Texas were Tejanos. Yeah, they were at least half Mexican, if not full Mexican. So that's why. And it makes sense that they're the brat because that's why everything's bigger in Texas. They're overcompensating. <laughs> Come at me, Texas. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. from my no, but it made sense. <laughs> yeah, I see? It. everyone, everyone, beautiful thought? logic. Like, yeah, they, you, you, they act like the spoiled child. Yeah. Last thing about Texas, <laughs> the only wall you motherfuckers need is Paul Wall. Put some respect on that oh. man's name. Wish a house. Sounds like some shots. <laughs> Anyways, Orlando. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry about that detour. We, we my, my mom's actually from Texas. Oh, no. <laughs> Where in Texas? Is she a Tejano? Uh, she's from, yeah, she's Tejana. She's from um, Crystal City. Oh. They were migrant workers, and then that's how they oh. ended up in Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, but I've been over there, and it was like, don't mess with Texas, like, all over the place. Dude, all Took over. The Alamo. All over, but they do got the best donuts on the planet I've ever had in my life. Damn, and I missed out. I didn't have one. Yeah. <laughs> Texas <laughs> Texas doesn't have good donuts. It's good to have pride where you're from, though. Yeah. I, you know, I, I like it, yeah. but I mess with Texas. <laughs> yeah, I we're, just, from, we're from Nevada, bro. Yeah. We don't, we're yeah. not Nevada's don't back down in New York. No, right. no. Dude, Texas messed Texas with me, Texas man. I, we fucking uh, we were driving back from Milwaukee last time last year when I went to meet up my dad in Mexico. I got pulled over two times by uh, police out in Texas. Got pulled out of the truck and everything. Oh, they were man. like asking like crazy questions too. Like they're like, "Why are you guys driving together?" If you guys have different like state IDs, because my dad's got a Milwaukee ID and I got a, a Nevada ID, so I guess it's just like two brown people, two different IDs in a Cartels. truck with like one box in the back, like not even filled up. Like it looked hella suspicious. Pull me out of the car and everything. So I it's mean, crazy. Suspicious to certain people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, probably just the two brown people was enough, but yeah. like I think the IDs like were just like setting it over the top. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm I'm still curious about Milwaukee. What did your parents do in Milwaukee? Like jobs my, and stuff like. Uh, my my mom my mom worked for the school system as a secretary for like hella years. Right now she actually works at the airport, um, for like one of the airlines. My dad um my dad just retired, but he opened like he used to be a, like a meat packer. Like he used to like okay. cut the, cut like legs and shit like debone. Like a butcher. Cows and shit. Yeah, like mm-hmm. all day, and then um that place like changed management and he ended up opening up a store. And so I was like pretty much raised in a fucking like Mexican food store and shit. That's tight. Yeah, nice. like it's like, it's like bodega carniceria. Yeah, it's like it's a weird mix. Like when I go into places, I'm like, damn. Like I remember, especially when I see like a little boy or somebody working, I'm like, dude, I feel you. I'm sorry, me. man. <laughs> like, I, like it'll get better, dude. Like just just move like a couple states over when you're older, and like you'll be cool, man. Come to Reno. I, I swear, if I would have stayed, man, I would have still been over there, man. <laughs> just chopping up cows. So, so how did you rough. find Reno? How, what, what it was like off? it was just like my son's mom at the time my son's mom at the time still my son's mom but like we were together at the time and like she was from guam and so she hated milwaukee i never wanted to stay there and she was like hey like you want to move to reno i was like fuck it like i had never even been here <laughs> how did like, she I was know kinda, about reno oh, man. she had she had family in stockton and so we okay. don't want to move like right to Stockton. And so that's like still Reno. not Reno, though. I think I think Reno. I think Reno. <laughs> you made was... you fucking dodge the bullet with that one. No offense, two hundred nine, <laughs> Central Valley Stockton. Respect to Stockton. Respect to Stockton. <laughs> Reno's a nicer place to live. Yeah, I've only been to that skate park, and that's it's that's not even no. It's not. That good was the highlight of it. No. Too much time. Too much time. In the two hundred nine for yeah, me. It's not. It's, it's not a pretty city. That's for sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a trip. Like going over there to visit and stuff. And her family's Filipino. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was, like, going to family parties over there and everything, yeah. like, Filipino food and everything. Not a lumpia. Like, yeah, lumpia. You, mm-hmm. All about the lumpia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm still, like, so dumbfounded. Like, how did she know about Reno then? Family oh, it in was, Stockton? Where's that connection? It was, like, booming at the time. So, she had just graduated college. It was, like, it was like when, when, like, you wouldn't meet people from outside of Reno in Reno, like, when I first moved here. And then, uh, and then that fucking that hit happened. So like what, like two thousand five, and then the <laughs> yeah, the crash. I think, yeah, then, yeah, it was around there. I think. Let's see, if, yeah, two thousand five. Oh wow. Yeah, because my mm. son was one year old, born in two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. 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 So that yeah, history was. teacher, man. <laughs> I know Reno. What's applying up? That, applying that knowledge, man. <laughs> yeah. Because the the hit was two thousand eight. Because I graduated college in two thousand five, and I remember like. 
That was when Reno was changing. It was like, per- everything was growing big. It was That's percolating. When, like, downtown first got you know popping off, like with the movie theater and bars started opening up. Like, that's when things started changing. Yep, dude. Fun yes. fact. Fun fact about the movie theater. Um, that's why I like to go to the downtown one because some of the ticket sales go to the city. Oh, I didn't nice. know. That. Yeah, because like they were like we didn't have a movie theater, you know, so they were like pitching, you know, a bunch of like. Uh, other companies that do th- like Century and stuff like that, they were pitching, and Century said, "We'll give you some of the proceeds to the city." Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. So that, that, I know that all those five dollar Tuesdays, I've been helping least, the city. Out. Probably a nickel. <laughs> probably a nickel. You got five on it. <laughs> so when did you really? Uh, did were you always like an artistic child? When did you start getting like a creative and and yeah, producing was, art? That was like my escape. Like I started off drawing like Ninja Turtles back in the day. That's what's up. We all did. We all did. <laughs> I stuck with it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like I yeah I started there. Uh, like me and my friends in elementary school, we used to like we used to have like contests with each other. Not contests, but we used to like compete with each other. Like we were competitively drawing with each other. There was like a lot of people that were like doing a lot better shit, but like they gave it up. I just stuck with it. It was just always an outlet. You know what I mean? Like. I wasn't into novelas. My parents would watch novelas all the time, so I'd just be like laying on the ground drawing and shit. And then uh, I got older, you know, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I want to be an artist. My mom's like, yeah, like that's cool to fall back on, you know, but <laughs> like typical parent and shit. She's yeah. like, why don't you but be? You an can't art make teacher? money doing that. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I like your pictures, but like, you know. That's but, how my mom is. Yeah, 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 like kind of supportive, but at the same time, like worried about like, you. No, you're, Be you're real. Not that, you're not yeah. that great. Like I don't see greatness <laughs> in you. Like you're my son, and I love you, but like <laughs> have have a backup plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I was going to school to be an art teacher, and then um I ended up starting to I met a I met a dude, my friend Ramesses. He's on Atlanta now. He's like a badass artist. Ramesses Muslim. If you look him up, he's an oil painter, but he he tattoos as well. But he brought me in a tattoo and like just by kind of showing me, I ended up like tattooing myself with some uncles. The next thing you know, I was tattooing people like when I was in college and shit. Nice. And then I stopped like I knocked up my son's mom and then uh I just ended up tattooing, you know, like that was my that was my thing. But um I think like I really just started developing as an artist probably like maybe three, four years ago, maybe five years ago, I don't know. I pretty much like I got to a point where I was like, there's too much important shit to say. Like, I don't think I can use artwork unless it has some kind of message now. And once I started like giving myself to that, like that energy, like my artwork just got like way better. I started being more disciplined and stuff. And like, yeah, I started doing more like revolutionary art with a message and stuff like that. Had more purpose behind it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I needed that, you know, the Ninja Turtles weren't cutting it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The Ninja Turtles still tight as fuck. Yeah. The passion. Yeah. Nice. No. And it's good. Cause like that seven out cover you, you know, drew, you know, definitely a lot of meaning and everything in there. Yeah, I was proud of that one. Yeah, and for those that don't know, it's like it's like a guy and he's like getting up for he's like getting up for work like in the morning, and he looks like he's like putting on a tie, but instead of putting on a tie, he's putting on a noose. Because uh, the man kills you every day. Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we're killing ourselves, like, right? Yeah, every yeah, fucking work day. Definitely. Yeah, when I saw that, I was just like, yeah, just like yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. So I can roll with that. Yeah, <laughs> I fucks with it. <laughs> a picture says all my words. <laughs> hard. It's pretty hard. Yeah, that, exactly, exactly. So yeah. How, yeah, how did you get in? First, get into poetry. Oh, poetry. Uh, I think um, I went to some kind of event up at UNR, and there was like a poet going, and I was like, damn, I was like falling in love with her words. Like, I didn't realize how powerful it was. And uh, she was like, anybody could come up now. 
and there were these other people coming up, you know, and like they had like stuff written and I was like, damn, like I hella want to go up, but I'm like, I'm prepared, but I want to go up and I didn't go up, you know, I went home and I just started writing and I looked at like some of my shit. It was like so fucking rhymy, like it was hilarious now, you know, but um, I finally like got the balls to go to, I think it was a, a thing at the Potentialist and it was, uh, I think it was Spoken Views and uh, I got to compete and I like brought one of my pieces and uh i actually got to go to the last round but i didn't win or anything you know but it was like i was like damn that shit was intoxicating like it's like exciting you know like i don't i don't really like getting in front of people like i've gotten used to it now but like at the time like it was just like so foreign to me like i just remember i slammed like hell at tequila and i got up there like just fucking (laughs) smashed and just started reading my shit but it's like i feel like descriptively it's like it's like when it's a hot day outside, like, you know, and you know you need to cool yourself off, but, like, all that's open is, like, the river or Lake Tahoe, like, in the spring, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's ice cold, and you know it's going to be refreshing, but it's, like, all this buildup, like, this is going to fucking suck. <laughs> that first day. That, so good, you that's know? A good, that's, <laughs> that's a, a good very metaphor, good because that's, if you're from around here, you know you're jumping in, and it's going to freeze. It's, like, yeah. it's Especially that There first is no time. happy medium. Yeah. When you're, you're super hot. hot. Yeah, yeah, and That's you really jump in one. the first time, and you haven't adjusted to it, like yeah, especially no, if, especially if it's like May, June, still the water's still hella degrees. cold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like hurts a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then after you're done, it's refreshing. Yeah, it's just like it's good. Yeah. You feel you feel blue because yeah. the cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep it crimping Tahoe. Yeah, that, build, that build up's like exciting though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that anticipation mm. to yeah. see how people are going to receive your words and receive you. You know and along because everyone has their first like i still remember my first time like my first poem and just like i felt like i was shaking like i felt like the paper was shaking i got super lost in the sauce before i went up to like <laughs> yeah you know just like super nervous and like you know people who i had seen who i thought were hella good like tony and ian were like pan they were like you know like that was really good like that's your first time doing this like that was really good you should come you know keep coming back and just that encouragement from people who I had like seen perform and thought, you know, respected mm-hmm. got me to like nice. Keep going. Nice. Yeah, for yeah, that's a like rush. motivation, you know? Mm-hmm. Like lately, um I've been uh I haven't been drinking lately, like I'm not drinking right now. And that was kind of my last stronghold for drinking was kinda like I just drink when I perform because I need a little bit to get me up there, you know what I mean? And so like lately it's kind of been a trip, but I feel like I feel like I've been doing a little better, honestly. Because before it was just like, you know, to calm the nerves because Russ starts shaking or you stutter or some shit. And like, it just makes me practice more. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's a different, it's a different realm. Without, without that liquid courage. Yeah. You get just, it's just straight adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Just straight dopamine, self-produced dopamine and yeah, adrenaline and all that stuff. Natural. Just, yeah. Serotonin, yeah, just, just all that stuff getting released. And, yeah. Because yeah, when I was drinking, crazy. I was like, I was like, yeah, that was fucking amazing. You know, sometimes I see the video later, like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Distorts That's reality like, a little bit. Yeah. It's like, uh, just cameras aren't that good enough. You know, they don't capture reality as it is. Now. Unless, <laughs> uh, uh, unless, unless, it's, unless it's, it's me. Because you look, you look fantastic when I shoot pictures of you. Oh, oh thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, that one picture. Hey, your, your arm no. looks tired from patting yourself on the back there. No, I will say that one picture. No, that's why I'm swole. At our last show at Picnic, where it's like me and the microphone, and then you see Orlando like behind, like yeah. with microphone up, like smile on your face, like it perfectly captures the the night. Like we were yeah, just having yeah. so much fun. It was good. So, how did poetry did that transition into music? Like, how did you get into music? Oh, so um. Oh uh, yeah, that's a funny story too. So, uh, <laughs> so I I got to go to to uh, Colorado. I think it was last year or two years ago. But um, we went we went with like the Spoken Views team and stuff, 
and um, we got to compete on the national level. So I got to go and um, Pan was on my team, Pan Pantoja. And Pan does everything. Like Pan's like very inspirational <laughs> to me. Like he he does like acting, he does writing, he does poetry, he does uh, music. music yeah. And he paints too, you know, he's a visual artist as well and a teacher. Like, you know, and but um so so he like so I come back and like a couple of weeks after the event, you know, I'm all inspired and stuff. I'm like, damn, I wanna do this stuff because I'm like I was inspired and motivated because we did so crappily over there. You know what I mean? Like, but I got to see people and I, I didn't see it as like a bad thing. I was just like, damn, like these people must be practicing like nonstop. Like see another that's level. what's happening. You know what I mean? Like this makes me want to step my game up, you know? And then Pan hits me up, like working out at the park. Pan hits me up and he's like, hey, do you want to be in this like this play we're going to do up at, um, I think it was like GLM. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, dude, you know, it's like, you're just going to do a couple poems, like go up there, spit a couple poems and like walk off stage pretty much. Like, I was like, yeah, dude, that sounds pretty cool. You know? So I go and, um, so I go and show up to it and it's like a full on fucking musical. It was <laughs> a <laughs> couple of poems. Yeah, it was, it pants, was, pants fooled me with this shit before too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know guys got bamboozled. Yeah. I don't, I don't trust him the same way anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> Am I going to get bamboozled, hoodwinked? What's going down? Yeah. So I, so I was there and I was like, I was like, fuck it. I'm here. You know, I was like, this is an opportunity to, you know, try something new and shit. So I like went and like, I hadn't been in a play since like middle school. I was in like one play. Never been in a music musical, like never really done music, period. Like I always wanted to though, you know? So I go and I'm like learning all these lines and shit and I'm learning like his music and like somewhere in there, it just clicked. Like before I had watched videos, I had like seen stuff on how to write music and try to understand it all. And it was like, once I like did it, like had to do it, even though it wasn't mine, I was like, I was like, I can't wait till this show's over. So then that I could start writing my own shit. Nice. Although I was having fun with the show, you know, but mm -hmm. like, I was like, damn, like I really want to write stuff. And then I think um, Steve Steve was there because he was drumming, and he was like, "Hey, you want to come like practice with us and shit?" And I was like, "I was like, yeah, I'm down to go like hang out and shit." And then like next thing you know, he's like, "The newest member of our band." I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> it, "Fuck it, fuck yeah, I'm down, I'm down." You know, <laughs> you keep getting bamboozled into good things. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I just I like, like trusted it. it, man. I just I was like, cool, like wherever I gotta go, I gotta go, and it'll figure itself out. You Stuff know, that just happens naturally. It's just what's the trip is like. I feel like uh, writing music and doing music has helped me with my visual art you know like there's a certain type of flow especially in like freestyle hip-hop that um it's like really natural and uh when you apply that to other art forms like it's like it's all just uh it's all just vibration you know mm -hmm. like it's like a heartbeat has a movement yeah. you know and you can see it visually like mountains like when you look outside and yeah. you look at the mountains and it's like, damn, is that why the mountains are beautiful? Because I hold mountain heartbeats in my chest? Or oh, is this shit. like, you know, like, <laughs> you start bars. Like, is that a fucking bar? That's some hard well, body shit. Well, your visual <laughs> art is very passionate and powerful as well. So like you said, you were tapping into that for inspiration and you were, you were being more disciplined as far as creating a message and stuff. That comes out in your visual art as well. So yeah. it's, it seems like it's just another yeah. outlet. Like, it seems like you have a deep, a deep, need to express what's going on and you're finding all these mm -hmm. outlets and it's it's really cool it's really and, yeah. and you're talented and and it's awesome so yeah we're glad you came on the show yeah. today so yeah how did you know you go into developing you know you've developed these strong political beliefs and views on the world they obviously influence your art a lot like how can you tell us the like the transformation of that like how did you like get to the point you are now yeah so it's kind of a trip. Like I think as a, I was always an inquisitive child, you know, like growing up, like I always had questions and shit, you know, like I remember going to school and like 
doing the pre- pledge of allegiance you know and like they're like the home of the brave and like i already knew what slavery was you know what i mean <laughs> and like we're learning about george washington and i'm like raising my hand to the teacher like just asking like i'm like didn't george washington have slaves you know because they're like asking like all these like you know they're, Why is they're he so sa- great what did he accomplish yeah and exactly that. and like, i was like just putting them but he still owns slaves right yeah yeah, yeah. i'm like i'm like wait wait <laughs> you know and, that's every brown kid in the class, like, <laughs> you don't like, say though sound right you know <laughs> okay so he's a hypocrite. That's not what you're telling me. Already writing that out. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, so I think so. I think that, and then like, you know, I was raised. I was raised Catholic. You know, like my parents, my dad's Mexican, my mom's Tejana, and so it's like strong like Catholicism in our households and fears type like situations. And that's like, hypocritical mm. too. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I was like so so at like one point. I think when my son was like already born, I was like. I think I'm done with God, you know, like I had not God, but like, I think I'm done with Catholicism. You know what I'm saying? Like I I had taken some classes at college and I took like Native American history and I took like Latin American history. It was, there was, it was something like that, you know? And, um, I just started learning about colonization and like religion being used as a weapon and like all Mm -hmm. this stuff and like the cross and the sword just moving together. And it was like, I was like, I can't like, I can't be a brown person worshiping a white God and like feel good about myself. And like, I owe this to my ancestors who didn't have a choice of like what God to worship to like not do this no more. So like, I always kind of had like some type of inching of like seeing questioning it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like it just led further and further. And I think recently when I just started giving myself to it more, like it was just like more immense. And I think um, like a big one, like I saw the zeitgeist movie, like, pissed me off hella and then i read like huey p newton's um autobiography and malcolm x's and then recently i just got done reading like 1492 and uh an indigenous people's history of the united states of america and then it's a great the book, pipelines wow. like all of this shit's like mm-hmm. just happening constantly and then there was like the May Day marches like years ago when i had first moved here and it's like it's just like a constant struggle and lately i just been like kind of tying it together and it's like it's all like colonization you know, and it's like, there's so much stuff. And I think like what I'm trying to move with next, like I'm always hitting this from an indigenous perspective, being an indigenous man on, on stolen land and stuff. But like, I think the direction I want to go in next is also connecting with our, like, with our Anglo brothers too. And under like, I don't think a lot of Anglo people understand their colonization, you know, like white people aren't like one, like one culture, you know what I mean? In America, it seems so. If you go to Europe, it's a little different, but it's like, in reading like that indigenous people's history it was like white people had like communal lands in europe prior to their um their colonization and uh they were called barbarians for that shit you know but they had like really earthy type practices and they understood the natural environment that they lived in and stuff and like talking about so the vikings it sounds like yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah and different my, and also, my scandinavian people <laughs> yeah like diverse groups of people with all like different cultures and things and all got like taken into this big like roman empire and then like western civilization it like western civilization honestly paints over a lot of like older heritage of of uh, european culture you know so it's mm-hmm. like so i think like sharing this um this understanding with all people like we could all decolonize and be uh closer to the ground closer to pachamama you know to the ground to the earth you know and like probably do a lot of healing because that's that's really what's necessary you know the only revolution that's ever going to change anything is like revolution of the spirit and the mind you know what i mean all other revolutions have failed because that hasn't changed you know Mm -hmm. so i'm like sometimes my stuff seems very polarized you know but it's because 
I live in a polarized environment, so I represent that, you know, but, um, I would like to bring some stuff that would also be universal, you know, like I got, I got a piece on my last album where I'm just talking about like vicious cycles of violence and it's, um, I'm kind of talking about like abuse. I'm talking about it from my perspective as I'm experiencing, but also like perpetuating and like these cycles that we need to break. And the only way we break them is by like confronting them. We gotta you know? understand them. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta understand the behavior that's causing it before you can fix it. Plus, yeah. <clears throat> I like what you said about European people because if you can look at them and be like, we're the same. Like when mm-hmm. you can focus on the similarities and you can ex- show them like how your experience is similar to theirs, and then they can build empathy and you can understand each other more. The differences by understanding your similarities. So like if you can go up to someone like, oh, you're Irish? Like, did you know, like, you know, the Irish people, this is what happened to them. Mm-hmm. You know, your traditional culture, this is what you got, how you guys were before mm-hmm. your land was taken and stolen. And that's why you're here too. Like, to yeah, make like them see the bigger picture. Yeah, like we're brothers in the struggle. We're not like, we're not very different. Yeah, like, because there's like a certain type of mentality that happens. Like people are very defensive of their, um, uh, what do you call that? of their imagery, like not their imagery, their identity, identity. There you go. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, people are like really like defensive of that. And, uh, so when they think you're attacking their identity, it's like, it's really hard to come to terms and like have a conversation with somebody. Sorry, (laughs) Texas. Well, that's, I mean, that's a perfect example though. Like for some people, like being from Texas is a huge part of their identity. Yeah. No, I I just find it ironic. We came full circle in this podcast. It's because Ron's perfect synergy, bro. uh, Man, we're vibing. It's a good vibe today. Yeah. Yeah. I want to have a make a Molotov (laughs) cut. Trying to run up on the crackers in the city halls. Uh, (laughs) So full circle. Do you have like a a creative process? Like. Whether you're tattooing or writing or painting, like how do you like if you sit down, you're like, all right, I'm gonna like paint today. How do you get into the mm. mindset and, and start think, doing that? I think many times I usually I usually get um I usually get an idea first, and then it'll be a painting or it'll be a poem or a song or whatever. So it's like I hear some fucked up shit or like something will happen in my mind or you know like like uh shit. I'm trying to think. Oh, okay, okay. Like recently, uh, there was, there was those kids that died in custody with ice, you know? So, um, so like we were already, we were already working on a song, me and my brother. Um, and, and it was like, it just, it just kind of came together. You know what I mean? Like, I think, uh, I trust, I'm a spiritual person. Like I trust in spirit. I trust in my spirit. Um, and I just kind of go with it. So when I have an idea, I think I like, sometimes I'll just put it in a, in a notebook and later on it'll come to fruition or uh or sometimes like you know i'll just start it and then it'll just start turning into a poem like it'll just get very long you know but uh, sometimes it's just a sketch like i got a sketch in my head that i've been chilling on for like three weeks no not three weeks three months and um it's it's like dealing with uh with the spanish you know like the spanish colonized mexico there's mexico is still very colonized and a lot of our mexican people are like very colonized still mentally you know and um and like in Mexico, they still celebrate, uh, not celebrate. That's not even, it, they don't celebrate, but there's a day called La Noche Triste, the sad night. And it's still called La Noche Triste in Mexico. La Noche Triste is called the sad night because that's the day that, um, fucking hijo de su puta madre, fucking, uh, Cortez, Cortez mm-hmm. he fucking lost. And, uh, the, the, what's it called? The Mexica, they like ran them out of the, out of, uh, Tenochtitlan. 
And so he went and cried under a tree, El Arbol de la Noche Triste, and they call it La Noche Triste. And I'm like, why is this the sad night? Mexico is like majority indigenous people, or at least mixed blood indigenous people. And we're still like calling it the sad night through the perspective of the colonizer because the colonizer it should still, be a day of celebration. Yeah, yeah. Celebration. for you, like defeating yeah. your, we broke, we like, broke, we broke it. Your invader. Yeah, yeah, for us as like indigenous peoples across the continent, that should be a fucking holiday. Yeah, you know what I mean, we should be partying and mm-hmm. shit. But so I got like this image in my head, and it's like it's gonna be like a Spaniard, like um, oh, he's gonna be underwater, like, and he's gonna be drowning because he's weighted down by all the gold that he's stealing. Cause like when they when they were getting ran out by the Mexica, like mm-hmm. they still like they were like scared for their lives apparently, but like not like so scared that they weren't still like greedy as fuck. So they were like grabbing shit on their way out, yeah. like as much shit as they could grab, like grabbing hot like gold, cash rules, man. It, yeah, putting it in their money, right? Yeah. Cream, man, and they, they were yeah. like they were putting it all up inside of their clothes and stuff, and they're getting like arrows shot at them and shit, big ass battle, and they're like running. There's only like a few exits out of it because it's an island you know yeah, yeah yeah and so they're like running and people are like falling off the sides and falling into the lakes and they're drowning because they, they're weighted down by the gold like they're oh, weighted wow. down by their greed i'm like how powerful is that so i'm yeah. thinking like i got this image in my head and it's going to be a painting eventually you know like i got a sketch of it and stuff but it's like sometimes i sit on a piece for so long sometimes like it's just the right time to do it you know like uh creation is really spiritual to me and um so so it's like I feel like when I'm creating, I'm praying like uh, I don't being a colonized man. Like I don't have I don't have access. I do. If I, it would be more work. You know what I mean? But um, I don't <laughs> it's like I don't I don't I don't speak my I don't speak my original language. I wasn't taught it. I could probably go and try to learn it. You know what I mean? But I don't get to speak the language of my ancestors due to colonization. But my ancestors spoke through art and music. The Mexica. I'm actually Pura Pecha, but um, the Mexica. They, they said that the highest form of like understanding for a human being as a spirit is uh, art, music, or poetry. And poetry was the highest. Hmm. I didn't even know that until I, after I had already done poetry. And I You'd fell in love with poetry. Yeah, I had been like painting and stuff the whole time. And once I did poetry, it was like it felt right. And it's like crazy how like your ancestors' spirits, even your ancestors' DNA can speak through you in real time. Mm. Like you can get messages from the past, like there's something larger going on, you know, like, um, but yeah, sometimes like the pieces that just take on their own, like I was painting this piece and it's like a woman and she's like got a headdress on, um, like a Mexica headdress, you know, like a, like a Mexica dancer. And so she's, uh, she's staring and she was staring into the eye of a black Panther and it was like, and uh, it had a third eye, you know, I was tripping a lot back in those days. <laughs> yeah. it, it seemed hella tight, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like making this and I was like, this is going to be fucking tight. You know, I like make it and it's like not fucking working. And I was like, you know, like, don't be rigid. Like you got to flow like some Bruce Lee shit, you know, be water, my friend. Like, so I was was like, I was like, that's not working. So then I back up and I start like, um, we were, um, I was, I don't know how I got on the topic of like, uh, sunflowers, but sunflowers, when they get radioactive, they like fucking like they, they change, like they morph their shape and everything. Hmm. They get all like tripped out. And, um, like on Ninja Turtles. Yeah. On the second one, that sunflower. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember the second one with the ooze? He puts the ooze on the sunflower, yeah. and then it grows all weird. Oh yeah, full fucking exactly circle, like Ninja that. Turtles. Yeah. There it is. Dude. See, I'm so in like, it. so like, so we're so we're planting in our garden, and we have a sunflower in there, and it's growing kind of tripped out. And I was like, that's kind of a trip, you know. So I'm like looking up more stuff on sunflowers, and I see this one that has like it's like a sunflower's face, right? 
but it looks like multiple faces growing off of it, like multiple sunflowers growing off of the same head. And so I was like, I'm going to do that. So I fucking covered up that panther with that sunflower. And then, um, and then uh, that's to represent like radioactive shit, you know, because that's like the symbol for like nuclear, like nuclear disaster or whatever. And uh, they absorb that shit, you know, so I do that. And then I put some butterflies in there because my dad's from Michoacan and that's where the, the Monarca butterflies fly to in the, in the wintertime. Mm. And, uh, and it also represents migration, human migration, like with all the stuff that's happening right now with the borders, have them flying off the flower and they're like flying past it. And as they're the ones that are before are intact, the ones that come off the flower are on fire. So it's like they're getting destroyed by the like, nuclear energy. Yeah. And it's this like, is so tight. Like this, <laughs> this is why you have to talk. You can't, like, this is what happens. You can't try yeah. and interpret someone else's art. Yeah. Because you never yeah. know, like, never the know, intent yeah. and everything behind it. How, like, that's how much goes into the art you create. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's fun hearing people's interpretations, though, you know. But then I'm like, I'm like, okay, like, because I can see how good of a communicator I am, you know. If they get it, it's dope. If they don't, if they get something that's really personal to them, though, I appreciate that that I can like help be a catalyst in their understanding of themselves, you know. But um, but yeah, I felt like the overall message of that, I was like, you know, like this immigration is like fucked up, like the way that the way that it's set up right now, like people are being dehumanized. And then nuclear energy, it's like, we got to stop polluting the earth. And then the mm-hmm. woman also represents the earth. Women always represent always, the earth always. to me, you know, the creators. And then, um, but at the same time, I was like, damn, even when the earth is sick, even when we're ill, like we're still beautiful. Like the sunflowers I made were beautiful, even though they're radioactive, you know, they got multiple heads and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you gotta like, that's that unconditional love that you can have for your mother. You know what I mean? We're supposed to have, you know, for, for all women or for, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in any relationship. Yeah. You're supposed to, there's not supposed to be contingencies on you giving somebody your love and that. Yeah, man, you're hitting me in the spot right now. So <laughs> I love you too, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you just came out with the EP, right? Yeah. 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 I got Talk it. about that. Tell us about this, uh, new, this project you got. Yeah. So I got a, I got a mixtape. I just released it on, on Friday. Um, it was kind of like I've been I've been writing like I have like a collection of stuff I've been writing, you know, like and I'm trying to put it to music. And uh, I just like I was just like, I don't I'm not talented in like making instrumentals, you know, so I was just like, oh, look up on YouTube. Like, oh, there's some cool shit. And I start seeing like cool ass producers. And I'm like, I don't know these guys or anything. And like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but I was like, okay, I could do a mixtape. And then that way, like, I'm not making no money off of this. I'm passionate about what I need to say. You got to get your I feel like it needs to come out now. You know, I feel like I want people to understand me as a, as an artist, like musically, you know, like, and, uh, and I got like more full creative control on it. You know what I mean? Cause like some shit I say, like we do, we do seven out, you know? And I was like, and I, and I, I like doing it, but sometimes I want to go a little further. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> like I want to be like, dude, fuck Which is kid. crazy because I feel like uh, the shit we say yeah, already yeah. is pretty fucking hard. Yeah, yeah so, I go, so I go, so I uh, go, so it's like, so inside of me, there's like harder shit going on than that. Wow. That's good. But, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, I mean the my world's al- not ready. My album starts out and it's like the first freaking like words on it are even like, I'm like, Punch a pilgrim in the throat when he hops off the boat. Stomp a Nazi in the face for the human race. You know what I mean? Like, not every not everybody's cool with that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm cool with that. Yeah, that <laughs> they should be though. Yeah, yeah. yeah like maybe so, they need to be punched in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe. it's like, so you know, it kind of goes from there, and it's like, you know, I have like hard ass opening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, first two bars. I'm amped up, ready to go right now. <laughs> Fuck some pilgrims let's, up. Let's knuckle up right now. No, I'm about, I'm about to go make my cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so 
So, yeah, so it was like kind of like moves that way, you know. So I was trying to, I got a couple love songs in there because I was like, dude, you got to like balance shit out. And every time I try thug, to write, thug like, and B, the <laughs> thug and B. <laughs> I try, I try to like, every time I try to write something that's like nice or like partying or like something good, like it's rare that it comes out good, you know. Like it, it's like, and maybe I could get like a couple lines in, but like. Anytime I want to write like revolutionary shit or like something that I really feel in my heart, like this it's is why easy. we're in the like, same. This is why we're in a band together. <laughs> so I'm the same way. I, I can't do party songs. I come hard body yeah, like, every day. Like, like, Wake like, up, revolutionary! Like, 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 Kevin would be like, "We should make a party song," and I, I just like could never find the words. <laughs> like, and always start going back into something super hard. Like, like yeah, like the only thing, like I think I tried to write a party song once, and then it's like just started ta- turning into a fucking mushroom and acid song, and I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm passionate about that as well, you know. But, <laughs> but just sometimes I feel like party too, I feel like sometimes my poems are too salty, and but I'm like, you know what? Like I have a few like that are like funny, so I try and like mix them in because it's just like too much. It's too much for people to take it. Like, goddamn, Sean, we know there's problems. I met, I met this like fire ass poet when I was in Colorado. Her name's Ana Cristina. We look her up and shit, but it was just funny. Like I had gone up and I did my poems, you know, I got to like be part of like the indigenous poetry part, you know? And, uh, and after like, you know, I got to talk to her and I was like, Hey, what's up? You know? And she was like, Oh, you're smiling. She's like, I didn't know that you were like, uh, <laughs> she's like, I didn't know that you fucking smiled and shit because <laughs> all of my shit was like, hella fucking like, it sounded hella angry. It was hella fierce. You know what I mean? Like I was just, I was just talking about colonization and fucking rape and pillaging and shit and like getting hella yeah. like, sh- like I was shaky after, you know? But that's a funny way but, to call you out uh, on that. Oh, you do smile. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, whoa, like that's what I'm putting forward. But I don't know. Yeah. I think that's just the just alter persona, dude. I guess, you know, I smile enough yeah. in real life, I guess. I yeah. don't fucking know. Just cause yeah. there's, bad shit, there's bad shit in the world doesn't mean you can't smile. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For real. I'm right there. Yeah. I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the more and more like now before we perform, like I go sit on my own and just listen to the hardest most rev like run the jewels dead prez like mortal just, technique yeah. mortal yeah. technique just the hardest like the most revolutionary shit just like focused as fuck like <laughs> rage against the machine yeah. just like and then like sit there until the last second and then go on stage with that fury and fire built up inside See, that's see, how I. That's no. how I fucking go on stage now. That's that's why we're all friends. Cause remember that chill song that wasn't so chill. <laughs> <laughs> we had a radio show when we had like a chill song section, and like Caesar picked this song. I was like, Caesar, this song makes me want to go fucking burn buildings down. <laughs> what song? How is that? this song <laughs> possibly I fucking? I would like chill? to hear this song. <laughs> it's. Uh, I think it was like that David E. Style P called "The Love It" or whatever you know. Uh, and I'm like, that's chill to me. <laughs> I was like, this is not making me chill. <laughs> I've been, the like, opposite. I've been listening to these guys cosmic force out of la right now they're like really underground and shit okay, they're like okay. two, these two young dudes and like their shit gets me fucking like heated like i'm like ah oh, like i work out after that shit or with it i'm like that shit makes me fiery and i'm like yeah. listening to these other dudes called like war vicasa they're from uh i think they're from the bay or something too and they're like indigenous cats too and they like their shit's like it's like trappy sounding like fiery like repetitive like mm. like if you if you didn't know the language it would sound kind of like um i'm trying to think like like kind of that trappy repetitive shit that you hear on the radio but they're saying stupid shit like like i don't know what the fuck i don't listen to the radio lean in my cup yeah yeah like all that shit and these fools are like saying of like decolonize decolonize you know what i mean like and i'm like yeah you know what i mean i'm like fuck yeah i can fuck with this shit i feel like i'm like new now you know what I mean? repetition gets in people's heads so that's good yeah 
<laughs> beating it into him. All yeah, because right. some of my shit, I'm like, when I'm listening to my playlist and stuff, like, it's like, it's all like old school, like 90s hip hop and shit, fucking like big pun, you know, like lyrical shit. And I'm like, and then I play shit and like people come over to the house and they're like hanging out and they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, do you, do you mind if I play something? They start putting <laughs> new shit on. I'm like, fuck, you know, I feel just dated. You know what I mean? But I, I think that was just yeah. a good time. Maybe I'm nostalgic. You know what I mean? I'm fucking up. Or just listen, <laughs> or, or just listen to Up in the Mix. Oh, true that, true that. <laughs> All day, all day. Fridays at nine. <laughs> yeah, Fridays at nine. <laughs> so we're, we're going to play uh, your song Broken Minds. Broken Minds, yeah. On the break right here. Caesar's song of the week. Yeah, so uh, listen and enjoy and we'll, we'll uh, you know, talk about it afterwards. So Orlando O. <laughs> Warning, the truly unusual motion picture you are about to see contains many scenes of graphic violence. It is not intended for the faint of heart, nor the young and impressionable. Punch a pilgrim in the throat when he hop off the boat. Stomp a Nazi in the face for the human race. race, 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 race. Broken minds, broken lives, 
It's just broken minds and broken lives. This is for my people that's fighting in the jungle. Concrete beat, revolutionary hustle. We die on our feet, we won't live on our knees. Fury of the wind with the calmness of a breeze. Hit our faces, cause we're faceless. Like the struggles of all races. Racists hate us, they don't see us. They only touch us when they beat us. When they bleed us in the streets, they buried us in dirt, didn't realize we're seeds. So we're rising from the ground, revolutionary sound, making actions like a verb with the substance of a noun. Knuckles bruised and bloody, squaring up pound for pound. These stories feeling heavy, I'ma drop them to the sound. Beat dropping like a body that got shot by the pigs. It's middle finger rhymes, go and play this for your kids. It's broken minds, broken lives. It's just broken minds and broken lives. It's middle finger rhymes, go and play this for your kids. Man, it's Welcome back. That was Broken Minds by Orlando Yak, aka Orlando O. Ugh. Play it for your kids. <laughs> that that definitely goes on my chills. So who helped you produce? Who produced <laughs> that with you? Your brother? Uh, my brother recorded my vocals for me. But the the beat actually is from this dude named Bearded Skull. They got it on YouTube. Nice. So yeah, we just put the instrumental into there. That that little little intro part. Uh, that was actually from Necro, um, from the song called. Uh, I don't know what that song is called, actually, but it's got Necro and uh, Immortal Techniques on it. But I just took the instrumental from that and just kind of cut that into there, too. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. do so? You uh, Did you, like, do it all yourself? Edit it yourself? Uh, my brother Ruben did. Mixed uh, it, everything? Yeah, at, uh, at Rubavelli. Uh, and his, <laughs> that's his Instagram. Yeah, but he's making beats, too. So we're working on, like, actual uh, a project that's going to be all original coming up pretty soon, too. Ooh, nice. um, Ian's going to give me some beats. And yeah, make, that's and what I was going to say, too, because, like, I was... Sometimes I'll see him at the coffee shop, and he's like, listen to this. And there's a couple that I heard that I was like, Orlando. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm stoked. He's yeah. got he's got some fire-ass beats. No, 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 yeah. And they're, they don't, like, what I like is, like, they don't, uh, they're, they work with the times right now, but they're not, like, a product of the times right now. You know, like, some stuff, like, I went to the beat battle on Friday, and it's like, some people got, like, there's a lot of really cool beats, and some of them sound, like, really trappy, like, from the moment of right now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, some of Ian's stuff sounds a little bit more, like, it's it's different enough to where I feel like it won't get trapped into the time, you know? Because some of the music right now mm-hmm. starts being, like, kind of like a fad, mm-hmm. you know? And then you got to keep up with the fad, you know? And if you have a song that's, mm-hmm. like, part of that Timeless. fad, it sounds older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. respect to Ian. Respect to my brother, Rubavelli. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Pow- powerful lyrics. I didn't yeah. hear you mention any products or anything like that. It was just <laughs> all about the message. And yeah, it was so good. F- good song. Nice beat. And some facts. <laughs> I know, right? right. I like Big it. facts. I like Big it. Big facts. Yeah. They don't, they don't touch us unless they beat us, you know? Like, <laughs> woof. Woof. We'll have some more from Orlando later on in the show. But uh, next up. Our petty move of the week. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So this one's really funny. Um, if any of you have ever watched a college basketball game, you might have noticed when a player fouls out, what the thing is now the student sections do is as he walks over to the bench, they call out each step. So they're like, as he's walking, they're like, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, left, right, left, right, left. Right, like as the guy walks all the way from the court, like down the bench. <laughs> so like you and our students do this, and like now the crowd's catching on. So this guy fouled out last night, and everyone in the crowd starts go like as he's walking, like left, right, left, right, left, right, 
like as he's like slowly walking and he gets to and then like when you sit and like when he gets to the when you get to the bench and they go to sit down then everyone shouts out sit down super loud (laughs) well this guy fouled out with like six minutes to go in the game he walked down to the end of the bench and was and like acted like he was gonna sit down and like everyone yelled sit down but then he got back up and he refused to sit down the rest of the game damn oh wow but that guy not to be outdone, the crowd and the student sections and Mike, who was sitting next to me, every single time he shifted weight on his feet or moved, they would call out <laughs> the step still for the rest of the game. Left. So like there'd be a timeout, you know, and like everyone goes to huddle up and they're like, left, right, left, right, left, right, as he like walks to the huddle. And then like as he walks back, and you know he can hear it because like the like where their bench was, the student section's like ten right feet there. from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're in like all the crowd over there screaming it. And, like me and Brain are just laughing because Mike's doing the whole rest of the game. Even like actions going on on the other thing, they're like people are getting dunks and layups and stuff. The game's going on. They're still just staring at this dude Making calling sure out every single step he makes. I love it. That's right. I like it. Wolfpack fans are hardcore. I was like, it's a battle of wills now. I'm like, are, he's not going to sit down. Are they going to stop ch- like calling Who, out every step? Who's going to blink first? Not when no you're one in our did. house. Yeah. No one blinked. That was the thing. The game ended with both people still fucking doing Left, it. right, left, right. Walk out of here. Thank he you very much. <laughs> yeah. Get on the bus. He never sat down, and they never stopped calling out. He, like, he literally would take like half a step. Because he's sitting on the end of the bench, you know, you can yeah. tell he wants to sit down. <laughs> and they'd be like, right. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's a veteran who will probably be like a jet fighter pilot. And right, right. <laughs> like just disrespecting. A lieutenant colonel. General, who knows? But it was great. That, so that's uh, that was the petty move of the week. I like it. Good job, Wolfpack. <laughs> Wolfpack. Definitely gets the tip of the fitted. <laughs> and then... I have my personal petty move that I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, all, right, all right, all right. Let you guys know all what right. you think. This is just something I was thinking of. I was like salty one day because like certain people that I'm friends with are more difficult to hang out with than others. So I just was like, there's no one in this room. Yeah. There's no one in this room. Yeah, Jake but, was like looking up in the air. Uh, like, no, 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 no. like worried. Uh, no, so what I, what I do, it. I'm like, okay. Like, you know, I call you to kick it and you don't want to or like you can't call me back. I'm not going to fucking contact you and we'll see how long it takes for you to hit me up to do something. Oh, the standoff. But the thing is, I've done this and like I forget those people and then they get mad at me. Yeah, because we did talk about that and that's the one tagging you and all the stuff, right? Yeah, Yeah, like someone else. Yeah, like. It's happened, and then they're like, "Well, like you haven't." And I'm like, "You haven't called me once," because the phone goes both ways. <laughs> the like, phones were. I called both you last. I I called you last, and you haven't fucking called. Why are you mad at me? Yeah. I. Why do I have to do all the work? Tag your it, bitch. So send a gif. I mean, we have that ability now. Send a meme. You don't even have to say nothing. Well, the sad thing is, is like, hey, like obviously they're not that important to me because I forget. It. I forgot that I had done this. Ooh, that's yeah. where the pettiness comes I in. I like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh shit. We got some microphone therapy going on right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Like, out, out of sight, I out of mind. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't mean to stop being friends with this person, but obviously we weren't that good of friends with if I stopped calling you for a month and then forgot about you. 
That went hella hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't on purpose, though. Like, it just naturally happened. No, no, that's I feel why like, it's so hard. Like, it's like, if you try to be hard, that's something different. But you just, like... It accidentally just, like, so happened. Hard. Like, that, that was a poem. That was Accidentally a poem. tough. It's like, you really... Yeah, you're like, so I, can, I, I realized... Like, I felt bad when I realized. I was like, damn, I haven't talked to this person in so long. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't trying to. I'm just badass as fuck. Like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I guess, I guess it was just it happened. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, that's the way. That, that's the way. The, that's now. the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> I'm not gonna reach out to them though, because it's out of guilt. I, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna act out of guilt. And then obviously they're not gonna listen to the podcast. So yeah, obviously they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're how, not gonna hear this because yeah. they don't fucking listen yeah. to the podcast. Obviously. They, so. But how can you? How can you? It's the same thing though. Phones work both ways. Yeah. So. No, like say you text last. Like someone texts. My back. point is that like, like some people, I'm always the one that like calls them to hang out. I'm. They I, would never I call have me. People like that. So like I'm life. just like I'm tr- not trying to do that. I'm trying to find more balance in my life, and it's more balanced when it's like I'm not missing that person from my life. No, no. So like I'm not going to no. reach out to them. No. And I've gone years without talking to people. As long as it as long as it doesn't interfere with your evaluation of them or your perception of them and you don't take it personally, then it's you're both busy, you both have different lives, you're both on But that's the paths, thing. They so. took it personally and and like got mad at me. Well then then if you want the relationship, you they they're putting the ball in your court. Otherwise, no, then, yeah, you're 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 letting it. They're fucking go soft, away. Jake. They're fucking soft. All right, well, you gotta yeah. tell me what happened, Jake. I yeah. already know. I know. I'm fucking just, soft. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Here. I know yeah. you are. Yeah. That's your fucking. That's it's my yeah. role. Your yeah. fucking stance. My yeah. life. <laughs> and you know what? We, uh, we, oh, had, you, some, we had some oh, listeners. Two. We had some listeners call me out on that. They're like, "Do you guys like not get along?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." I and I was like, "No, we just only allow you one rabbit hole in an episode." <laughs> yeah, you can do it once. Yeah. And I and I'm the one trying to be like, "What really, Jake? What do you mean?" Yeah, you you always set me off, and then he always reels I, me back. I, I always get you with that like, that little softball pitch. Ready to hit it yeah. out of the park. Yeah. And then Sean just like, I'm a tumbo. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> like the grizzly bear's got to maul some yeah. shit up sometimes. <laughs> I like no. I like rabbit holes. <laughs> I like rabbits ever since uh, Gangs in New York. But anyway, if I've done that, <laughs> oh. if you're listening and I've done that to you, it wasn't on purpose. But Comment. Like, you, should, you should hit me up. <laughs> hit me up if you want to. Like, I, I, like this person, like if they hit me up to hang out, I'm not going to hold it against them. Yeah. But like. Things have shifted. Like you're lower on the priority list now. Like I'm a busy person. I got a lot of friends. You dropped a couple <laughs> pegs. You, you're yeah. not in that yeah. fucking upper echelon where I'm gonna make that effort. You just weren't worth it. So you gotta, you know, this is cold fucking calculus. <laughs> <laughs> this is healthy boundaries, people. Yeah. <laughs> it's healthy boundaries. Know your uh, metrics. So what's next? Who did the next one? For the world, uh, news? world news. Uh, we were talking about this earlier with the uh, Orlando. So that those Catholic school kids from D or uh. from Kentucky are in DC, and like you've seen the picture, you've seen the video of the kid in the "Make America Great Again" hat screaming at the Native American man yeah. at the Indigenous People's Parade. Well, those kids are actually in DC because they go to a Catholic school just to, to like protest against abortion, and somehow. They got sidetracked or rabbit holed into fucking going to the indigenous people's march and fucking harassing them for some for some fucking reason. So like fuck, we're gonna bigot it up all weekend. Yeah. Like we're here for one we thing. Got, we got we got plenty of hate in these hearts. Yeah. We got enough for you fucking people too. <laughs> So and could then the imagine, guy. Could you imagine if there was like other groups there too? If there was like black people marching and yeah. like other marches happening, like those little MAGA hat kids probably would have showed up at like each of those. 
Uh, I'm sure this kids. <laughs> I'm sure these kids will grow up. They'll be fine. Fucking great members of society. No, they won't. They're gonna grow up and be fucking assholes, just like yeah. their parents are. Yeah. The people pre- who they live with grow up to be presidents. Yeah, senators. That's what I said. Yeah, uh, that guy deserves a front kick to the fucking. Throat. And the ki- and the guy he was yelling at is like a Vietnam War veteran, who's like an elder leader who is like there for the indigenous people's parade. They're there highlighting like how Native Americans and other indigenous people, specifically in the United States, are treated. Like how they have high rates of suicide, alcoholism because they. Like the land they're given and how they were treated was terrible, and they were there to like highlight those like li- like real life consequences for the actions of the U.S. government and the legacy of that. And then mm-hmm. these fucking kids just decided that that wasn't good enough. No, I think I yeah, think, like and he's a vet and he's screaming how, at how, he's okay, screaming okay. at a Native American man about a fucking wall. Like that oh, just God, shows how dumb exactly you are. Where I was about to go. Holy Where's the shit. wall gonna go, bro? Like what wall is gonna keep him out? He was here first. Like, that's how stupid these fucking white racist people are. Like, what do you, how can you yell out of a Native American person to leave? And say, this is our land. It's their fucking land. They always say, this is our land. This isn't your fucking land. It's not your land. Mm -hmm. You just stole it and forgot. I mean, that's why in our one song, we were like, this land is my, this land is We're going to get to this later, too, because we got, uh, my boy Gary Clark Jr. made a similar song. Yeah. It's called This Land, too. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. whose land? Whose land? Whose land? You know, but. As far as as far as that that whole thing that that video and everything, it's like um, I think what's sad, what's infuriating, what's fucked up and ironic about the whole thing is it's like the people that go and protest against protesters when we're just trying to express our um, our concerns and our realities is that they just validate the reality. You know, it's like they're like, you guys ain't oppressed no more. Like that shit's not real, and it's like we can't even go out and get our vo- voices heard without being harassed. Because you're oppressing us right now. Yeah, like, yeah. like, t- like uh, I think it was like two or three years ago. Um, we were protesting downtown. It wasn't even like really like a. Pro- I don't know if you could even call it a protest. It was more like a prayer circle. You know what I mean? And we were doing it on uh, on Columbus Day. Fuck Columbus. You know, like on um, Indigenous yeah. Peoples Day. You know, and um, so we hold this prayer circle downtown. And we're like right by where the believe sign is. And afterwards, we march over to uh, to the Reno Arc to take pictures. Unbeknownst to us, there were these there were these kids watching us while we were doing a prayer circle. They fucking went and got their car, their truck, and they fucking drove their truck next to us while we were fucking walking over to the Reno Arch. And they were like yelling like Trump and like get out of the road, you fucking Indians and like all sorts of fucking bullshit. Right. Doesn't end there. We go to the fucking, uh, we go to the arch. We're taking pictures. Every other car that came down the street fucking turned, you know, like we have people there directing traffic. And then these, these two kids come up, not even kids, like, I guess like young men or whatever. They come up in their truck and they fucking, uh, they fucking drove through our fucking protest. They ran over, uh, they ran over Kitty. Yeah, uh, like she was an elder. 70 like, some, 70 something year old woman, right? Yeah. And this shit, so this shit happened here. You know what I mean? I was there. I got out the way out of the truck because I'm younger. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, some people got hit. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't even the only one that got hit. She's the one that got ran over, you know? And it's like, that's the type of shit we were protesting. Like that's why we were there because it's like this shit has happened. And And didn't like they get away with it? They got away with it. Mm -hmm. And the guy who punched them got put in jail? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, so they fucking drove off and then they go around the corner and they call the cops and they're like, I don't know what they fucking said, but, like, they said what happened, supposedly. The cops go and meet him and then let him go. They didn't drug test him. Didn't, like, didn't do anything. 
it wasn't until we put pressure that they even tried to press that they finally pressed charges on him but it was just misdemeanors you know and this is like i think it was just like so um it's like what day is this you know what i'm saying so it's mm-hmm. like it's like this shit happens. Like white they kids can run over protesters who are mm-hmm. peacefully protesting. People of color, especially. Yeah, you know and what I'm nothing like happens to them. Detail, but you know? like the person who confronts them, yeah, and gets it, in more trouble than they do for running people. And, over. And then it sucks because it's just like you you want to lash out, you know, yeah. like like that makes me angry and I want to flip their truck over, you right? know. Yeah. But if I do anything like that because I'm a person of color. It's gonna be seen worse. It's always the same. It's, it's gonna be it's, seen worse than like they ran over an elderly woman. Like it doesn't matter if she's like of color. Like you're running over another human being, and that should be like um, what should we call like man, uh, intent to kill with a deadly weapon? Because like, like it's fucking crazy manslaughter. Hate, hate at least. Crime, yeah. yeah, perfect example of this. The next thing, uh, last week, police in Tempe, like they reported as they shot a, a man with a gun. Turns out the man was a 14-year-old boy, and the gun was an airsoft gun. So then the like, the, like they get the uh, body cam footage, and you see like the like the guy gets the police officers reporting to a call of a suspicious uh, vehicle in an alleyway. He pulls up. He sees someone who's robbing the vehicle. How he knows that per- the the person's robbing the vehicle? I I mean I don't know. Yeah. So the kid, like the kid, supposedly the kid broke into the truck, st- sees the like the airsoft gun and steals it. The cop rolls up as the kid's getting out of the truck and says, hey, the kid takes off running. The cop's like guy with a gun and shoots him just in like that. Back. And he's running away from him. In the back. I didn't even know the story. I knew it was in the back, though. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, just, that's the so default that's setting. Like, yeah. He thinks a 14-year-old boy is a man and mm-hmm. shoots him and kills him as he's running away from him. And like Tempe, so, Arizona, that's like a college town. Like it's, I've been there. It's not threatening. Like I don't understand. No. But like, like that's it, the mentality. It's like if the assumption of fucking intent. It's like that's like how, how you were saying you were like, if I did something, you know, if I mm-hmm. retaliated, like I'd be, how would that look on me? It's like I was like, you're a demon already, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're brown. You're like, assumed, I'm a demon already. You're like, assumed you're, like, negative you're, until you prove mm, other. Guilty. You're a threat oh, yeah. until you prove otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, society, like, that's if that was a white, you know? kid, blonde kid Get a running, slap on the wrist. There's no yeah. way he would have shot. President Trump is at the funeral. Yeah. There's no way he would have shot him so quickly, Fucking though. Shit. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like there's no escalation or anything. The default setting is to fucking shoot them and yep. kill them. Cause that, like, a fourteen-year-old kid is not going to be like six feet tall or anything. Like, he wasn't fucking a huge ass kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, but they see him as a threat, so they see him as they don't see him yeah. as a child. They see but him as a man. That's why it's so important, like, the revolution of the mind to break down all of these. Because that's mm-hmm. that's the 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 things that happen in the mind and the spirit play out in real life. You know, like we're bodies with spirits. Our spirits move our bodies. So if our spirits are dirty and our, our perceptions are all fucked off, it's like someone having a bad acid trip and like going to fucking shit up. That's how you shoot you know, a seven-year-old like, kid like Tamir Rice yeah. when he has a toy gun. You don't see a child there. Mm-hmm. You see a threat. Yes. It reminds me of that Black Mirror episode. You see that one where like they have like these like army like cats and they have like these like chips inside of them? And the chips inside them will make them perceive reality different. And they're like looking around and they see these, these, um, they see these monsters everywhere and they're going out and they're like shooting these monsters and shit and cleaning them out. 
And this one guy's like chip malfunctions or some shit, and he sees that they're people all along. Oh, you know, and it's like, oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, but uh, it's a good. We episode. knew where it was going, though. <laughs> but yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. and it's like, what, what different? It's like they they polarize things inside of those episodes to make mm-hmm. them seem more obvious. But it's like, what is the difference between that and us saying like mm-hmm. well, derogatory like- things about like immigrants or people in Middle Eastern countries, and then like going over there and killing them mercilessly? You know, like no, sitting behind a drone screen where there is. No, it's exactly like mm. that episode mm. you described. You're you're desensitized. You're sitting behind a screen. These aren't people. These are just targets They're dehumanized. on a video game now. Yeah, and yeah. I mean that's that's warfare one on one. That's been going on yeah. since the dawn of time. You yeah. always dehumanize it your, makes enemy. It your enemy it makes it to easier. make it easier. Mm. If you look at your enemy as a person, it becomes much harder to kill them than yep. just something on yep. the screen on, on pixels. It's like a pixel you're destroying. Or even if you see them as an equal or just a, a somebody as another human being on an opposite side of an opinion, you can't even look at them like that because that exposes you too much to humanity when mm-hmm. you're out to conquer and kill. No, but that's just beautiful that you say like mind and spirit, you know, like we have to break that down, you know, because like people when I talk to them, I was like, yeah, when I'm in another city and I get harassed by cops or something, you know, or harassed by cops in general. The other person's like, I never get harassed by cops. And I was like, oh, I know why. You know, like, hey, and then it's just I should like, get to 50 questions. Yeah, exactly. I should get to 50 questions. Like, what were you doing? Are yeah. you sure you weren't being too nice? Yeah. Are you sure you weren't dressed too nice? Yeah. It's like, well, fuck, fuck you, dude. Why can't you know, I, like, why can I dress nice? <laughs> why, can't, why can't I get a good drink at a place or something? You know, like, like my, I was talking to my brother Shannon the other night and he lives in Arizona. And he was saying, like, he's a physical therapist, so, like, people come in. And, like, a lady was, like, one of his patients was talking about how, like, there had been, like, a guy in her neighborhood with, like, a hoodie on, dark skin, and, like, how uncomfortable she had been, how, like, she'd been, like, watching him because he was, like, walking through her, you know, down her street or something. My brother, like, confronted her. He was like, how do you know that person was bad and had negative intent? Like, it's just on the way they dressed and looked. And she's like, he's like, would you say that about me? She's like, no, I know you. But he's like, what if you did know me? Yeah. And I was just wearing my hoodie going for a walk in the neighborhood and you saw me like, don't you see how like yeah. the, how what a problem this is? And, and Shannon's like, the late, a big boy too. Yeah, like in the yeah. late, like she didn't fucking, she like argued with him about it. And it's just like at that point, like, what do you even do? It's just like, yeah. like once again, it's like the mind and spirit thing. Like it's so hard to change and so hard because it's been set in their mind with repetition, with like history books, you know, like everything is just like, like I do a, a, a thing with my students where I'm like, all right, like close your eyes. Imagine you're walking down the street. It's nighttime. It's dark. You're by yourself. You're walking home. It's 10 o'clock. And you see someone walking towards you, and all you know that they have a they have a hoodie on over. The, it's a guy, and it's a hoodie on over their fa- you know, a hoodie on like mm-hmm. on their head. And, and then like you know, I'm like just. And then the question's like, would you keep walking towards them, or would you walk across, across the, street? the street? Yeah. And then I ask to describe them, and so many of the times, the pe- even though I never describe the person at all, they say the person's black yeah. or Hispanic. And I'm like, I didn't even say that. Yeah. But and these kids are black and Hispanic, and they still see like it. Like I said, way. they're just Damn, programmed, uh, you know. Like I feel more comfortable in the ghetto and like a shitty part of town than the fucking suburbs and everything like that. Because I always get looked at, and like especially now with my terrorist beard and shit like that, you know. Like I'd rather be in the ghetto and like, you know, like 
walking in the middle. Like when white people are like, yeah, yeah like I was in Atlanta and it was, yeah. it was, I was the only white person. Mm. I never give a fuck because yeah. that's our lives all yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. I lock yeah. my doors in the suburbs. <laughs> everywhere you go, yeah. there, like, everyone is looking at you because yeah. you're yeah. different. That's our lives yeah. all the time. All the time. Yeah, and you got uncomfortable for like mm. one day of it. Yes, and that's, and we, and and that's and us yield, all the time. And we don't have a government behind us to like really exactly yeah. our, our, yeah. uh, our viewpoints. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, I always get into like conversations with people like that and I'm like I'm so tired of hearing people's life stories you know what I'm saying like because it's like I'll be like yeah privilege you know and this and that and like that's a trigger you know what I mean and mm. people would be like I'm not privileged and next thing you know here comes the fucking life story it's like yeah. I was raised like this and I was poor and blah blah and I'm like dude like you don't you don't understand what privilege even yeah. means like privilege doesn't even have to do with any of that stuff although that it can you know what I mean but it's like there's just inherent privileges that you have regardless of your socio and that's what I try and teach in my class color, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, yes, just because you're a person of color doesn't mean you don't have privileges. I'm yeah. like, you're a man in like a culture mm. where like where the man is placed so much above the female. Mm -hmm. So like that's privilege for you. Mm -hmm. Or I'll be like, yes, like you're white, but I'm like, you are super poor and like un like your family's uneducated. Like you lack privilege in those areas. You're looked down on like because of like mm -hmm. your educational like all these things affect you but just because one of them affects you doesn't mean you're not privileged in some other way yeah and i think right. that's why it's important to like build these bridges where you show people how they've been exploited how that like they are just the same as you just in a different way yeah mm -hmm. how it's like in the best interest of all of us to like make this better you know mm -hmm. not even level the playground like, like raise, when it comes like down to raise, it, raise we're it, all fucking we're all fucking poor people, yeah. like fighting over scraps. Mm -hmm. Like, who's your fucking real enemy? It's yeah. not. It's like it's like they said. You know, going back to slavery, like the, those slaves aren't your enemy, white man. Mm -hmm. The plantation owner is. Yep. Like, why are you fighting for him? Because he, like Martin Luther King said, the greatest lie ever told was that like. They told white people, poor white people, that they were better than everyone else that wasn't white. Yeah, and then to that, and just, they were stoked too. They were stoked on that shit because they were like, "Cool!" Like, I mean, that's that's the whole problem with ego, like, uh, ethnocentrism is like thinking that just you're you're entitled to some shit because you're of a certain race. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people get into it like all over the place. You know what I mean? It goes it goes from sports to everything. You know what I mean? Like people. People are generally kind of lazy, the majority of people, you know, and they want to take responsibility for other people's accomplishments or they want to have greatness without having to do shit. So it's like, I'm better than that person because they're a different color. Like, fuck yeah, I'll take that. You know what I mean? Or like, oh, that boxer is my color. Like, what? I'm a badass now, too. It's like, no, motherfucker, you never boxed in your life, man. Like, <laughs> you didn't knock anyone out. <laughs> I, know, yeah. right? I think what trips me out, too, is like. Like, I, I love my people. Like, I'm a mihente, you know what I mean? But it's like, dude, I got a hell of problems with my people, you know what I mean? Because it's like, I, I I identify as being indigenous, you know, but I'm a Mexican person, you know what I mean? But Mexico is just another nation, you know? But it's like, but I think, like, culturally, like, I, I think I have, like, similarities. Well, I, I'm culturally raised as a Mexican-American, you know what I mean? So when I talk about my community, I'm talking about my community of that community but i'm also talking about my indigenous community but when i talk about my mexican community it's like we got we got some shit too man like there's a lot of fucking racism going on in there mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's a lot of homophobia you know and then there's a lot of like really light-skinned latino people or latinx you know like whatever you want to call it. i don't even like that word but people understand it so i use it 
But it's like there's a lot of like really white skinned Latinx people that be like, well, I can't be racist because I'm I'm Hispanic. And it's like, dude, like you're like so was yeah. fucking Cortez, dude. You could be racist. You know what no I mean? Like, what. Yeah. yeah. Like so. So was Cortez, though. And that dude was fucking white skinned. Just you speak mm-hmm. Spanish don't mean that you understand the struggle that no. I go through. I got brown skin, man. Like you, like we go to family parties and I got a different experience than you. Yeah, no, you it's know? just like like, <laughs> like even in the movie Selena, they're like when you're mexican-american you're never american enough and you're never mexican enough you know mm-hmm. and then you get segregated that way like if i don't know like this certain song or whatever you know like i'm not mexican well enough. a perfect example of this was this week you know the 10-year challenge thing and i posted a picture of sammy sosa and then like oh, uh, uh, <laughs> sh- yeah. shout out to rosa out in south carolina she was talking about like it like we were talking about colorism and i'm like that's how strong like that colonial perspective of like whiteness is is like in the Latino like Latino people and like people in the Caribbean like mm. even like in like Afro Caribbean people are bleach like bleaching their skin to appear lighter like mm. if you look just Google Sammy Sosa pink hat yeah. you'll you'll see it <laughs> it's super sad that like people are doing this now like in 2019 no they're still doing trying it, to yeah. lighten their skin because like that's what's valued no like in Mexico like the, and the dark, she would say the same yeah. thing in Filipino culture yeah in Mexico like the darker skinned women put a little bit more white makeup to make their skin a little bit whiter and shit like that it's, it's in it's every like, culture whether yeah. it's whether it's Hispanic culture whether it's Asian culture African culture like you have this pressure to appear lighter. Mm-hmm. That's like the, that's what's a trip about like this whole situation of our reality is like, we talk about, um, we talk about colonialism and people are like, it's so long ago, you know, but it's like, no, like <laughs> that stuff is very alive. Like I am decolonizing within myself. Sammy Sosa is being colonized within himself to mm-hmm. where he's perpetuating like what the Spanish did. Like he, like the Spaniard inside of him ago. is still fucking whooping the shit out yeah. of the black dude and the Indian inside of him. You know what I mean? Like that's that's like I got a constant battle going on with that shit. You know what I mean? But I think like, that's why but, so many people like that Black Panther. In Black Panther, they all they call all white people colonizers. Yeah, like when she's like, "Don't sneak up on me, colonizer." <laughs> yeah, like I feel like that's why that resonated so mm-hmm. much with people because like it's in that movie they just openly that's how they view. Like as yeah. as a as a culture that doesn't colonize, that's how they view like European people yeah. as like colonizers that go and take other people's shit. I gotta fix up another white man. <laughs> yeah, a broken another white boy. Or yeah, 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 another broken white boy or something. Yeah, I, I think what was beautiful about seeing that movie was just seeing that like country. I mean, oh, even yeah. though it's all just like CGI. it's a fairy tale, yeah, but yeah. it's like, ah, oh, damn, that's nice. It's what like it a place be? that didn't get colonized. Yeah. Like, god damn, like that'd be so beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No Starbucks, that would be tight. I was uh, <laughs> actually no went Starbucks. to this thing at UNR, and it was like they had a chef, and she was a uh, she was a native chef, and she came from New Mexico, and uh, and there was a another a man with her too, and they had some chefs from uh, here locally. I wish I knew everybody's names, but um. They were they were just talking about food and like how it's tied to like how like every aspect of our society is tied to colonization. So the food is, you know, so you look at like a lot of like native foods. It's like, what do you think of when you think of native foods? You think of like Indian tacos, you know, that's that's something that was more like a survival mechanism because people were getting their land taken away. They didn't have access to all the foods and stuff that they had before. Europeans had like broken our um our trade routes and everything. So like a lot of the stuff we didn't have access to no more. So like the food changed. You know what I mean? It's like it's like soul foods different from what people would eat in Africa. You know, like native foods right now are different from what people would have. So like she she was like talking about the new native 
and like the new native way of cooking and she was like bringing back all these old ingredients like there used to be like trade routes from all the way to south america to all the way up to like alaska canada you know like and there would be like tribes up here that would have quinoa and quinoa is from south america you know we'd have potatoes up here like all of this stuff was getting traded back and forth and there were really rich diets and how um and she was talking about how we suffer um from the the colonizer diet because our bodies aren't meant for it you know what i mean our bodies like like i spent fucking thousands of years into turning into what i am as a person today you know like my my blood is very like my blood my dna is very um attached to this land and it's made to exist in this land you know it's like it's like any other species of person or animal would be really adapted to a certain environment you know and like so when we get away from our diets like we suffer and that's how you get like a lot of people that have like diabetes and where does it hit indigenous communities black communities you know like but she was talking about our diet and how we would like eat berries and we would eat pine nuts and we would eat like aguacate and like you know like all these different things that made us healthier people you know but that's the new science like sports athletes now what they do is like they like what they can do is they base your diet like off your dna they like look do a dna test and look and see like what your dna is and then they custom make your diet because they found that like certain people with certain dna differences respond Mm -hmm. to different diets better Mm -hmm. to like optimize like to really like optimize your health Mm -hmm. so like even science like is going back to that you know like full circle like we're getting there where we were naturally we yeah. artificially changed everything, but now, like through science, we're beginning to understand what people already understood Back in their in natural day, yeah. state. I, f- I feel like our humans, their first worry was qual- quantity. And now we're getting back to, okay, we've developed the technology to feed everybody. So now we need to get back to quality. And that's why they're, they're realizing that Monsanto, the roundup in the wheat and everything else, they're realizing that we have to food is the only thing that keeps us alive obviously so we have to take care of that in a much better way whereas it was a goal to provide for everyone now it's a goal to okay no i don't think it was a goal to provide for everyone it's i mean there's people dying right now of of hunger i uh, i agree i i agree i agree with that i just accidentally we have the the ability we know we have to we have the ability to take care of all those people you're right you're right but it doesn't happen it just sucks because like the u.s alone produces all the shit that we're the u.s alone could feed the whole world but to his point though like they know now like certain people with like certain blood types and dna like need more protein in their diet or more mm-hmm. of this in their diet and it's like what orlando said like it's because the dna the, of where you evolved from mm-hmm. yep. like the diets were different in over thousands and thousands of years humans like people in south america were obviously going to eat a different diet than people like living in the deserts of the middle east or in china mm-hmm. or where, you know wherever mm-hmm. like you yeah your ancestors in like that affects us to this day mm-hmm. Yeah, because like evolution takes like a really long time, you know, to take to take effect, you know. So it's yeah. like we can't just like evolve. Like it's like what colonization five hundred years here, and that's why you know, like, like people really like short are lactose intolerant. Like mm-hmm. we've only been drinking milk for hundreds of years. Yeah, my girl is lactose intolerant, you know, and she's like, and you look at her, she's very indigenous looking. That's why I think she's beautiful. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, one of the reasons, you know, but but yeah, my father's the same way. He's lactose intolerant. You know, it's like we're not, we weren't, we weren't like milking animals out here. <laughs> you know, like it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't part of our lifestyle. Or it wasn't, know? it wasn't pasteurized. I think that's the thing because like, you know, milk from animals has been 
taken for a long ass time but like with all the process it depends on but it's yeah, like depends that, on the animals though because yeah. there well, weren't cows change well mm-hmm. like and like there weren't cow like cows everywhere yeah, not and like the, domesticated yeah. like cows like and then now to, cows are like you know genetically modified as well to specifically do whatever they need to do so that also fucks the body up yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you mess with the game and shit's gonna change like I the think, sunflower mm-hmm. i think the problem i think like the problem generally like a lot of times is just like um, we live in an ego egotistical culture and like what's an egotistical person they don't really listen you know and you when we know. when we mm-hmm. listen you know like we change you know and it's like we don't even listen to our bodies like our bodies will tell us we had enough but our minds will tell us like that last slice of pizza still is more good. or want this more. is a buffet like motherfucker you better eat you know and it's like your body's like no like we don't even listen to our bodies so then we don't listen to the earth we don't listen to ourselves like so then what's gonna happen you know like i learned so much gardening at my house and listening to my plants and like what do you like you know like all of that type of stuff and it's like there's wisdom in nature that we don't comprehend as people and we don't listen and when you do there's so much you can learn from it you know like a seed will grow in a space where it wants to grow it has the wisdom to know that it moves with the wind and lands where is it going to be a good place for it but we we garden we might just be like oh, i like the way this looks here i'm going to put this here because it looks nice next to my house and it's like what if that's not the shade it wants what if that's not the type of soil it likes you know so it's like going back to the earth is like really important honestly i feel like we'd solve a lot of like problems in our society if we just thought of the earth first you know because i mean what else goes against that we're from the earth you know but that's just my fucking <laughs> crazy shit you know what i mean <laughs> my beliefs no it's, I guess, you know? it's good it's good because it puts the opposite end in check to mm-hmm. where it's like you can't exploit everything you can't just scientifically manufacture everything you can't corporatize everything you can't yeah, it's like it's like really unnecessary. Like, you know, when you get into like traditional growing practices, it's like things um you always you always leave like a 30 to 20 percent like loss in there. You know what I mean? Because you got animals. Animals got to eat, too. You know what I mean? So it's like there's enough for everybody. You know what I mean? Like I lost some plants. It's like it's cool. I had other plants. You know what I mean? Like that's what this uh this woman that was teaching and doing doing the chef stuff and the food was delicious. It was like ridiculously good. She was saying, um she was talking about like when you go and take you make an offering because this is a reciprocal relationship us with the land you know so like if you take a deer you make an offering if you go take like a, a cactus you know a cactus fruit you make an offering and she was she was saying this story you know cause she's half jewish and she was talking about like how sometimes her jewish side acts out and sometimes her native side acts out you know and she was like that she had made the offering and she grabbed what she needed you know the fruit and then her jewish side was like she was like hey like uh like there's so much though we can grab more you know and so she went back and and went and grabbed more without um without making an offering or anything and she saw this big ass fucking rattlesnake come oh and it was just like it was just symbolism. like symbolism yeah symbolism you know like she dropped all her shit and was like oh, i gotta get the fuck out of here you know but it was like it was like the earth knows we know when we listen you know but have you heard of, have you ever heard of a fenceless farm yeah so it's popular in france right now but you literally you provide the environment for the animals. So the, the, these natural foie gras guys that are that do these fancy, delicate meals and all this stuff with, with goose liver and everything else, they have fenceless farms now where they allow the geese to travel. They allow them to come and go as they want. They create an environment. If the geese want to live there and stay, they stay. If not, they travel, they migrate, they do everything. But his whole goal is to create this environment to where the animals want to stay. And just like you were saying, he expects a 30% loss. He knows animals are going to fly off. He knows animals are going to suffer from predation and everything else. But 
he still is able to maintain this farm and he's successful and he makes money and it's sustainable and he doesn't have to do the cages and do the warehouses mm. full of caged animals and do all this other stuff because there it's that understanding of the balance and mm. if you respect the balance and you support the thing it, that ruined the balance is capitalism there you go. i don't really want to go down that hole but no, like yeah, yeah, yeah. when you think about it though like people lived in harmony for the most part with their environments until like capitalism like who, like who really wants the work of maintaining animals and caging animals the only person that that sounds like a good idea to is the person that makes other people work and do it you know like the, the one it, that's not doing it. yeah the one that's not doing it that sounds like a good idea to them but it's like i mean on, on the american continent like buffalo new york you know why it's called buffalo new york because there used to be buffalo in new york you know people don't understand that but it's like indigenous people were burning like the they were burning all the grasses and stuff so that more grass would come and the buffalo would come they say like on the whole east coast at the forests over there they used to have space enough where you could drive through with a wagon with horses now you look at like forests and it's like it's not maintained it's actually wild now back then like this continent wasn't wild people assumed it was wild but they didn't understand native people's understanding of the ecology and maintaining of it so it's like you burn down you burn down the grass so that the forest like the trees still have forest but then um, the buffalo can come between that and eat. And what do you eat? You eat buffalo. You eat berries. You eat all that stuff. You know, like yep. it's 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 re- reciprocal. You know, so yeah. you take they're it. out of balance now because they don't have the, the ecosystem is is destroyed because they don't have the plants and the, it's not yeah. just like and you know it's not just the plants growing. There's animals that lived amongst that, and there was a system that kept everything in balance. Yeah, it's like... It's would, been destroyed. Mm-hmm. It's like, would you rather, like, have a cow and, like, maintain a cow or would you rather just go hunting every once in a while when you want something, you know? And, like, a- and we accidentally discover this stuff sometimes when things change. Like, mm-hmm. when they reintroduced wolves into Yellowstone and mm-hmm. they saw, like, wow, everything is better now. Like, mm-hmm. it's benefited even the animals that get preyed on. Like, there's less disease among deer because they kill the weak ones. The grasses are growing better because there's less deer. Because there's more grass than, like, everything else is healthier in the whole yeah, the ecosystem wa- the soil is not eroding because of the grass and mm-hmm. the rivers are getting better and the good balance yeah. speaking of this the next uh the next song uh we're gonna play is called this land by gary clark jr just came out last week uh listen to the song we're gonna play for you but go and watch the music video do yourself mm-hmm. a favor and do that because it's very powerful so check it out this land gary clark jr Salute. Nigga run, nigga run 
can't stop grinding And I can't let them break me No, I can't let them find me You can meet my friend the governor Only if you wanna try me Or you can meet my other friend the judge Just in case you think I'm lying And I know you think I'm up to something I'm just eating, I was still hungry And this is mine, now legit I ain't leaving and you can't take it from me I remember when he used to tell me Nigga run, nigga run Go back where you come from Nigga run, nigga run Go back where you come from We don't want, we don't want your kind We think you's a dog boy Well fuck you, I'm America's son This is where I come from Welcome back, guys. That was Sean's pick of the week, his song of the week, and it was This Land by Gary Clark Jr. And fuck. God, you got to watch the music wow. video. It's the so, video is so powerful. So much going The imagery, there's just so much going on. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it, I have a, it's like uh, This Is America by Childish Gambino. Yeah. There's so much going on. So much imagery. With the lyrics, mm-hmm. what he's saying, and what he doesn't need to say mm-hmm. because they're showing it. Like And uh, directed by a woman, which is even better. Like, Show, like with the the kid, like all the kids, like on Confederate flags, like like they're, like they're growing from the ground of the Confederate flag, showing you like the, like they're all coming from that mentality. You know? Yeah, mm. and then like with the symbolism and like because they're growing the sand in their hands and like coming through and, and then, everything. like the kid, like the showing the kids hands through the fence, like trying uh-huh. to get through the fence, like oh that glass and like that one kid crying, like yeah. I see it. Finding the arrowhead and you know yeah. the sand, like what was here before us. Uh-huh. The whole like first verse too, where he's like, he's talking. It just just reminds me like uh, of a Jay Z song, but like can't, like he's uh he's pretty much talking about making it. Yeah, he gets like everything he wants, and then he's like, dude, I'm just eating. You know, like people are calling the cops on him pretty much. Like he's just like, it live. don't matter how much you make it. He's still who he is. And like, like plus, obviously, his experience in a art for you, know, he was a blues musician, like not very many black blues you know like that are in that genre of like country old school country music even Mm -hmm. though that like originated pretty much with black people Mm -hmm. like and uh just like the places he plays where he lives you know are pretty fucking white because he's from austin texas he's from austin but like he records in like memphis you know Mm -hmm. and like just being a part of like getting lumped in with like country musicians And uh, folk, probably, yeah, and folk mm-hmm. music. And It'd just be tight like, if black people took back country music, it'd probably yeah. be good, yeah. <laughs> this is an example of it, yeah. you know, like because, like, what what came from America, hip hop and uh, blues or something, right? Blues, yeah, like, like country, like, 
was came from yeah uh, like the same thing. Yeah. Even I heard, square I heard, dancing was from black people. I too, heard right? go go on the radio in Reno this morning. One hundred four point nine. They had digging in the crates on it. Shout out to one hundred four point nine for the first time ever in my life. But they had go go music, and me and JT's sister were talking about this at public the other night uh-huh. because the only other place you hear go go music is on the East Coast, and it's this just it's a crazy new form of music that I had never been exposed to. It took me thirty two years on this planet to fucking hear this shit, and it's awesome it's a just if explain, you like explain it then it well, is first of all what does this have to do with what we're talking about <laughs> i thought we were expressing people <laughs> learning different things about different stuff and <laughs> <laughs> i mean am i the only one confused no i like I, I was like this is a rabbit hole and that's why i said explain it <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about gary clark see? jr see, in this was, music video and now ball. he's talking about go-go music caesar lays the softball and tumble just blocks him <laughs> <laughs> I tried, Jake. <laughs> let's let's start trying. <laughs> Refocus. I want an American. I want a. I'll say American. Maybe that one. I want a Confederate flag doormat for sure. Though. That's, like, that's on my wish list. So, like, anybody, wipe like, wipe your shit all the time. Hell yeah. Purposely go through a dog park. <laughs> Just put them at the dog park. Yeah, yeah. That would be tight. Dogs taking shit on. I would love to take a picture of that. That should be tight. <laughs> Watch that music video. We'll post the link yeah. on the yeah. website. Check and it we'll, out on the Facebook. We'll share it and everything. Like, it's damn, good. Like, it's yeah. Like I need to watch it a couple. The more kids, times, yeah, like the kids. Uh, I didn't notice the kids when they're swinging on the rope that the end of the rope was a noose. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And, and so he just had his foot in there. He had the foot in, like, the, in the noose. Yeah, and like it made it seem that it's an average everyday thing, you know, with them just like just using the it, da- swinging it, but just the danger of being in uh-huh. that spot. Like they're surrounded by da- their everyday fun things are also dangerous to mm-hmm. them. And then how like it changed at the end, like when he was just on the porch and the kids sat down, and like the lyrics and everything, and it was awesome. I was I was reading the the Wretched of the Earth recently, and like this guy, um, France Fanon, he was uh, he was talking about uh, he was he's talking he's talking about colonization, the whole thing, you know, and he's like talking about how the um, the slave master, like how they how they wouldn't even understand like how the slave could rebel and shit you know like they started like diagnosing them with like these mental illnesses for wanting to run away and shit and he's like they were so far away from like their humanity like they didn't even understand humanity anymore because they weren't human anymore the slave master was more whip than man you know like he didn't say it exactly like that and i thought that was a trip how it's like we create tools you know and then you you use a tool as an extension of yourself i use a paintbrush and it's an extension of my hand you know it helps me express myself but the vice versa that was interesting how the slave master's tools you know it could be a noose your, it could be a whip if you make your slave into a beast you become a beast yourself yeah yeah and that was the context you know like and it was like he became more the whip it was the opposite of progress you know progression and shit you know it was like damn mm-hmm. I just, when you guys said that news like that's the thing, head, thing about know? like slavery it's just like it was so brutal that like to enforce it, you had to be fucking subhuman. Mm-hmm. Like, how could you fucking do that shit? Like, to people treat another human being and still be a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you know, it, like nowhere in the history of man had slavery been so brutal to people. Like in earlier times, obviously people were brutal to each other, but they didn't have the philosophy and understanding of what they were doing. Hmm. and these people and like people did at this point yeah, and enough culture and you stuff. like when you have that cultural enlightenment and you're still acting that way makes it like worse. it fucking mm-hmm. kills you as like culturally and spiritually on the inside yeah because like the egyptians didn't know you know like 
They knew about like humanity. But they didn't stuff. value life the exactly. way we value yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that's the problem. It's mm-hmm. like they, you know, like they all believe that, you know, they had afterlife and everything and, and dying gods, wasn't yeah, that big a deal. Gods and, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like we like like the value that's the difference between that's a privilege in itself is like the way we value life. Like mm-hmm. in America, like lives are valued more than other places. Not more than an iPod on Black Friday. But like they are though. <laughs> hey, I, iPods, iPods don't exist no more. No, because, more, no more iPods. Yeah, yeah, iPhones or whatever. For, whatever like, in new, America, people when when kids are killed, it. we get to act like it's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Where in other places in the world, that's just another Monday. Yeah, and that like is another form of privilege that we have because we value life more. And like that music video is showing, like not all lives are valued the same. Mm. Just like that fourteen-year-old kid. Yeah. I think we like to act like we value life out here, but honestly, I don't think that. America that's what I say. It's a life. it's a privilege we get to pretend. Yeah, well, that's true, that's well, true. more people pretend than others, you know. Because like, I'm always like, even though like I don't like the person for like who they are and what they do, I still respect them as like a human being, you know. Mm. I'm also gonna be like cordial to them and stuff like that. But we're definitely not fucking hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's just like, you know, you know, respecting people. As uh, as a human being first, but then yeah, I think that's like real compassion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I know some motherfuckers that I would not want to be around. You know yeah. what I mean? Like honestly, honestly, this is me being honest, I'm not trying to like fucking hurt people's feelings and shit. But it's like if hurt I see them. somebody with like American flags on them and shit, I'm already uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Because like that's that shit has turned into like a fucking Nazi flag lately. Uh-huh. You know? And it's like um, I I just get I just get uneasy. I got trauma situations and shit to deal with. You know? So, but um. But the level of compassion is like kind of like I understand to a certain extent as much as I can not being the person, you know, that it is ignorance. That's the problem. That That's why that person's behaving that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I try not to hate somebody for that shit. Like I'm angry. Well, that's more shit, understanding that they have of you, though. Yeah. If they had that like, same level of understanding of you. They wouldn't even act that way. She would yeah. be different. Like, uh, my but then home. that's that beast and the man again. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like, do you want to be the beast or do you want to be the man? You know? Shit. Yeah, like a homegirl Olivia, she'd have her uh the American flag upside down, you know, like for distress in her room. Shout out to Olivia. Yeah. And then and then they're like, Why aren't you patriotic? Why aren't you this? And I'm like, I'm not, this is not it's like America's in distress right now. That's why it's upside down. Not that I'm not patriotic. I'm not this, but like I'm doing it because we're in distress, you know? I'm not patriotic. I had to fucking buy American flag toilet paper, honestly. Like, I see that shit, and I just see fucking slavery and genocide. Mm-hmm. I see, like, the blood stains of, like, all my people. I see, like, I don't think America is... I don't think America is salvageable as America. I think without, like, a complete restructuring of the system and, like, changing of the ideology, like, American exceptionalism cannot survive America. Well, it doesn't, you know? It's like, not a thing. Yeah, it's like it's like America. It's a fantasy. Like it's like it's it's like the only way that America is intact and someone can be patriotic and being proud of being American and being proud of America is like really just by not knowing the facts, and by turning a blind eye to the facts that that don't um, go with your narrative. Because I mean, it's like what America, democracy, land of the free, land of the free to who? 
democracy to who women what you know like people of color what mm -hmm. land what like look at this continent and see what has happened since colonization as a whole like it is not a good thing so it's like to celebrate that shit like i refuse to you know what i mean and that's like that's just how i feel and it's not i don't have that right because of america i have that right because i'm a fucking man and because i'm fucking free-minded i don't need people to go die in some other country for that shit and i don't got no disrespect for veterans i have compassion for them and i feel bad for them that they get used and they fucking kill people mm -hmm. and they get fucked up and they fucking die and shit because as a human being like i have compassion and i love my people and i love my my environment and my community you know i love people i love i don't love america as a system i don't love it as a flag but i love american people i volunteer with my time you know i try to like clean up parks and shit when i have time I grow food, you know, like I volunteer at schools, you know, like I do whatever I can because I do have love, you know, but I don't have any sorts of patriotism for anything that separates people, you know, in any state or form, you know, and especially one that has been detrimental to my people as a whole, you know, and I know that shit will irritate the fuck out of people, but that's how I feel, you know. Sorry to be the downer again. So like, um. no, it's not, no, it's not like, that's not downer. It's just powerful stuff. Passion coming out. Yeah. But like, it's just powerful you know, things. like, people should understand why you feel that way. Mm -hmm. We are all products of our environment. But they won't understand. And the, vir the environment you have grown up in has molded you into your beliefs, mm -hmm. just like it's molded everyone into their beliefs. And if the, the, someone's beliefs are so against yours, you have to look at the environment that created these, these differences and these sides. And that environment is the problem, not the people themselves. Mm. And that's why things don't change because no one's changing the environment and the conditions that allow these things to exist. Yeah, like it's like we become cancerous, but the, the carcinogen is not acknowledged, you know? Carcinogen being the environment that we're raised in, you know? I just let it keep free and flowing free. Yeah. It just fucks everyone up. Let's lighten the mood. Let's get into the rapid dark. fire questions. <laughs> I still want to make a cocktail. <laughs> Let's do the rapid fire questions. You mean cocktail Molotova? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about Molotov cocktails, people. Yeah, I'm still trying <laughs> not, to. <laughs> not ones like, you drink. Uh, yeah. I was yeah. like, do you make a non-alcoholic one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, the type of cocktails he's here, a revolution guy. Yeah, so ooh, I'm fucking, ooh. I got this rage inside of me right now. Ooh. All right. So let's start rapid fire questions. Give us your first answer that comes to mind and explain why you say it. First one, you've lived several parts of the country. What's your favorite and least favorite region of the country? Oh, fuck. My favorite part, I'd have to say, would be uh, the Redwoods up in Humboldt County. Okay. Least favorite? Uh, all the middle parts driving like from here to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> not not like the big cities but just like all the little like rural areas where yeah. i felt like yeah people were looking at you suspiciously yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> chicago a lot of latinos out there salute chicago it's fun saludos yeah um favorite place to eat in reno favorite place to eat Ooh, uh tali yeah tali yeah that's like fresh local it's organic yeah. and it's uh indian food it's like yeah really not where's that places. and where's that at for the people who don't know uh, that's west that's, street market yeah yeah mm -hmm. West Street Market. Homeway, uh, Art, Artie. Artie and Rachel and uh, all the other homies out there. Serge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. We talked about the many different forms. Which is your favorite form of expression? Uh, currently, it's uh, writing music. Nice. Yeah, that's where, that's where it's at. Is it performing the music or is it writing? Ooh. 
<laughs> uh, when I haven't memorized very well, <laughs> when I haven't me- when I'm not like scared of fucking up, when I'm on it's point, performing it, you know what okay. I mean. But but definitely creating it, like it's really nice to give birth to something, you know what I mean. Cool. Yeah. You're a very spiritual, earthly person. So, what environment do you like most? Being on the in the ocean, in mountains, or in the desert? Ooh. I think uh, I'd have to say the mountains. Yeah, I'd have to okay. say mountains. I don't have to be like on top of it. Just like I love the mountains, Near like them. having forests and all <laughs> that stuff and like fresh water. Yeah. Nice. Mountains. Man, that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry, ocean. Sorry, ocean. <laughs> My bad. I'm like, is there, is there a way I can have it all? You know? <laughs> Lake Tahoe. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, your favorite season, fall, winter, summer, spring? Ooh, spring. spring. Why, why think, is it spring? Um, yeah. I think spring's beautiful. It's just like, it's like waking up. It's like birth. Like, I feel like. I feel like if aliens were to land here, like I always got, like this would be really short, but it's like, I feel like if <laughs> aliens landed here and they landed here like right in the spring or like in the, in the winter, they'd be like, oh damn, like this place is dead or, or like spring, right? Everything's coming to life. It's being born. Like, you know, there's like flowers and everything. And then all of a sudden like summer comes and it looks like really lush. And then all of a sudden fall comes and it looked like the planet's dying. And then winter would come and they'd be like, there. I just saw a planet die, you know? Yeah. Then all of a sudden spring would come again. And That's why like, I hate fall, damn, and I you know? love spring. Well, love same spring. same thing. Well, it, it you can't say planet though because we have opposite seasons. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. That's so true. like if they land, it's, it's land winter here, yeah. Australia, New Zealand, yeah. summertime. Yeah. There's that double. But I get, I get that. I get that. I get the. I get the sentiment <laughs> yeah. though. I'm, I'm following the, the sentiment. And then the toilet going the opposite directions. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the flowers. The flowers. Springtime anywhere, just wherever yeah, yeah, they yeah. land. Yeah, it's got to be spring. As long as it's spring, and they wherever. can't go from. They can't move from there. Yeah, and Will <laughs> and Will Smith is getting old, so I'm worried. <laughs> last one, Jig. All right. As the artist, what's the last album or artist you've listened to? Ooh, other than yourself, obviously. <laughs> it's that. Uh, I think it's that War of Ikaza. I've been listening to those guys. Like I just started listening to them like two days ago, and they just go hella hard. You I know, I need to listen I think to them. Like yeah, that and that Joey Badass. That Joey Badass one was fucking fire. Like that's the one I've listened to more. I guess you that know? latest, okay. the latest album, or just in, uh, gym in general, American Badass. Yeah, oh yeah, that, yeah. that whole album. Oh, that album was like that whole album tip the tail, and fire, it talks fire. about all the stuff we talk about. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that's the thing, and like to see it in a young kid like that, an enlightened, in that an enlightened man right there. Yeah, like salute to Static, salute to Joey Badass, salute to like everyone who's made that out. Like that was definitely an album. What was it, twenty seventeen? Right. Mm-hmm. Came out that, end of 2017. Always oh, hella late on shit. No, <laughs> but like end of 2017. I'm still listening to it though. No, like I all still the time. Yeah. like my people. That's my song right yeah, there. You know. People, yeah, you know. and then so it's just like definitely very political, and like that's why obviously it probably didn't get as much shine as it did. But great fucking album, tip to tail. Did you see that video too, where he's like lining up all the people? And yeah, like yeah, the, the cops, yeah. Like, yeah. No, the no. Cops, and like, like the take video off their hoods and their cops under the yeah. under the hoods. And, and the shit. video is powerful too. See, and that's like. Uh, Awesome. Music and visual yeah. are definitely coming together nicely. No, and it's now. like no, and it's good because it's, 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 we it's definitely had thing. a drought in um, visual and uh, meaningful, lyrics, meaningful music. Yeah, because mm-hmm. after you know you got the glam shit like with, with like Diddy and the fucking flashy bubbly suits and shit. Bad times create good art. Yeah, and that's we the thing. We always say that. We, yeah, mm-hmm. we talk about that. So that's why 2018 was an awesome year for music. And, and as we see with, yeah. with this song. 2019 starting like, off hard too. Yes, yeah, so that's it's like you that you don't know the you don't know the good if you don't know the bad. You have to like know what balance. Shit, yeah, yeah. The, all the day. Yang and the yang. That's what we talk about. It's the balance all the time. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, 
Uh, just a couple of local things before we close out the show. Uh, we're performing February 22nd, 7 out. Mm-hmm. You can catch Orlando and I at Shays uh, with uh, Chalky and uh, another group I don't know. I have to, have to check that out and update that. Um, do you have anything else, Orlando, you want to tell the people about you got coming up? Uh, just, to, just to add me up on SoundCloud, uh, Orlando Yak. Um, the album's for free, so check it out. I hope people listen to it, share it, share it with people. Like I made it for people to hear something that that people want want to hear lyrics, you know. So that's that's what it's for. It's not like it's not feel good music, but it can make you feel good if you're if you're healing and shit. So yeah, Orlando Yak on um on uh, SoundCloud and Instagram. Cool. Yep. Nice. And if they want to, they want to check out your visual art, where can they find that at? Uh that's uh that's on um. That's on my Instagram too, but I'm actually going to be sharing some pieces up at West Street Market on the 6th of February. And, um, you know, the whole month. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be sharing probably like four or five pieces there. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, my website, Orlando O. Uh, Weebly.com. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And lastly, mm-hmm. if they want to get a tattoo from you, where can they find you? Oh, yeah. Uh, hit me up on, uh, on Instagram, DM me, or else, uh, yeah, just DM me on Instagram. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, and I work at Ink Slingers, but I work by appointment only. So DM me and uh, we can set it up. I like spending a lot of time working on like a really cool piece um, on my friend Brian's wife, uh, Teresa, my friend Teresa. Um, it's going to be like, so I'm going through the process of it right now, but it's going to be like very tailored to her and I'll, I'll share the, I'll share the image after. But I like, um, I like to collaborate with my, with my clientele and stuff. You know, I really like to make something that comes from both of us, you know, cool. our Anything you guys need to plug or talk about, Caesar? Um, I'm I'm gonna have a piece up at the Potentialist Art Gallery on February second. So if you guys are around, it's is there like, an opening reception or anything? Yeah, there's like a reception and like uh, uh, it's like a cocktail party. So they say you dress up kind of. Is it on the second? On the second. Nice. Yeah, I don't have one, maybe two. Just depends on my mood. <laughs> All right, Jake. Anything? I'm moving in silence at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what that means. Killer Shark Productions. Um, Limited sneakers. <laughs> All right, what's the tagline for this episode? What should we call it? Mind and spirit. A- any thoughts? Mind and spirit. Orlando, you got any thoughts? What to call it? That, that sounds cool. Dude. Yeah, uh, like uh, <laughs> I just, I'm just still clinging onto that mind and spirit. Sounds, you know, that sounds good. Man. Yeah. All right. Last question before we go, Orlando. What's something you just think people need to know in general? Something people need to know in general uh, themselves. Perfect. People need. Yeah, wow, yeah. Yeah. Sit with yourself. Talk to yourself. See Damn. how you're doing. No. Wasn't expected that. Uh, know thyself. <laughs> know thyself. Shakespeare said it. That's since I read that quote as a teenager. Yeah. It's always been because I was always into philosophy, self reflection. Mm-hmm. Like above all things, know thy know thine own self. Because mm. if you if you don't know yourself, like that's like the base. You know, yeah. like if you can't understand yourself, how are you gonna understand somebody else? I mean, if you know yourself, mm-hmm. you know the land. You know other people. If you know the mm-hmm. land, you know yourself. You know, so like everything's a constant like knowing of yourself. You game recognize yeah. game. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you don't recognize yourself, everything's unfamiliar. Yeah. Damn. Woo! Ooh, that's a mm-hmm. fucking hard ass bar. Right well, uh, <laughs> that's it. Uh, we're gonna leave you out in the outro is "Weapon of War" by Orlando mm-hmm. Yak. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Listen to the little uh, news clips in this. They're like really important to it mm-hmm. too. They go into it. So yeah. Good. Feel that. Check that out. Uh, thank you again, Orlando, for coming mm-hmm. and joining us. Thank you. Uh, you can always catch up with the mix uh, every week. We do new sh- podcasts, usually launch them every Monday. 
Uh, check us out, www.upinthemix.live. Share it with a friend, share it with a family. And uh, check us out every uh, Friday night. Me and Caesar playing the dopest hip hop around. Yeah. Shit to get From your 9 dick. to 11. Yeah. Shit, to, shit to get your dick hard. Ah! And 9 to 11 every shit, Friday shit night. Shit to get some fucking bodies. You know, shit to get you hard. Where you at shit on for Friday? cuffing season. What are you, you know? doing on shit Friday? Shit to warm you up. Be ah! there. Up in the mix. Yes. <laughs> up, in, up in that shit. Breaking down walls, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Someone's lost hey, the sauce the right now. Take it hard to the walls. No, I'm I wasn't walls. expecting all this aggression about this. Right? Yeah, we got to close show. strong. We got to close strong. We've been talking about making fucking cocktails. Omar, did I hint it? Making cocktails, shit's starting to I can't date. wait to make the next radio show. The five suck fire set. Going to come uh, in haymakers, haymakers, haymakers. The We're going to get kicked off the fucking radio. All right, until next time, this is Sean saying peace to chicken grease. This is uh, De La Foto, Omra De La Gente. I'm making cocktails. Holla at your boy. Hey, it's a guppy. Peace. Salud. Orlando Yak. <laughs> <laughs>
See me as a person A violence on my color It continues to worsen And we continue to suffer Now what would I give To get out of these chains I'm trying to chase out the demons While I'm burning my sage There's kids right now That are sleeping in cages And they're wondering why Does the whole world hate us For us a better life With minimum wages The stages of the cross Cost the life of my parents I can't hug my brothers Cause they tear us apart I guess the meaning of life Must be one of cohorts Cause I couldn't do it Ruin a kid's whole life Cause those scars never heal Races lost ain't right 66 years ago Native kids were sold For 10 bucks a piece What's the price of a soul? Guatemalan boy died Christmas Eve while in the custody of U.S. Customs and Border Protection, becoming the second migrant child to die in U.S. detention in the past month. Felix Gomez Alonso, he was pronounced dead just before midnight Christmas morning. This follows the death of seven-year-old indigenous Guatemalan girl, Jacqueline Calmaquin, who died December 8th, also in New Mexico, two days after she and her father presented themselves at the border in a bid for asylum. While he's talked endlessly about the border wall, President Trump has neither tweeted about nor spoken about the dead children in U.S. custody. custody.